welcome back to the part two of our double parter 300th episode. Hopefully you guys got some breathing room, got a little light refreshment and then snacks and the lights are flickering now. So we got to go back to the theater. Yep, we're, we're jumping right back in now. And they were, yeah, here we go. Boy, there is a lot of time being spent on this episode, the 300th episode, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. So keep, you know, keep on listening because we're going to keep going here. All right. The uh, the lines are, are, are lighting up again here. The, the <laughs> switchboard. For uh, for our PBS showcase. For our PBS showcase, yeah, we're gonna call in for the donations. Um, and now we have our next guest here, Miss Anna Bosch. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Abe. Long time background in room listener <laughs> and a very infrequent caller, so it's good to have you on here. And uh, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on our show. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for having me, and congrats to both of you. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. I know it's more than 300. (laughs) Aaron and I were talking about this the other day, and just like, you know, you don't keep up the numbers with the commentaries, the out out nights. Um, (laughs) Our bonus episodes in general. Everything, right? So there's probably a good 500, 600 maybe? 600 probably probably close to 500 if we added up all the bonuses and everything yeah but it's a great accomplishment and you guys are doing a great job you know i'm sure like everyone's been telling you that because it's true (laughs) and i know i get to have like a little special way of like hearing the podcast because i mean i i got first ears on last night's episode Which is always nice. Um, so, so if there's a leak, we know where it came from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anna gets to see actual magic happening. <laughs> it's really fun on Sundays. I like you recording in the morning, and I can be right here in the room with you and stay quiet as a mouse. As a mouse. Field mouse. I, was, I was trying to think what animal is quiet. <laughs> we're sloth? all we're all for hooping, hollering in the background. That's that. yeah, we are. We love that interaction. <laughs> I thought about it, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Also, I'll try. I think we, I'll try next coming episode. Like we always invite you to to just like randomly call things out whenever we're talking. <laughs> like but you're last so polite. Night. Mm-hmm. Just like, nah, guys, have a good show. Which like last night was the best example. I will say, like, I remember. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say you're just you've been a big part of the show. I mentioned earlier when Adam was on that Adam is partially responsible for us meeting to begin with, and I I love you dearly, and I'm very happy to have been able to feature you on the show. You're. <laughs> You're, you're good with film in your own right, having worked for the Newport Beach Film Festival as a, a shorts programmer, let alone other jobs that you've had in the working for the festival. It's been, it's right. been great you to... Are, you guys are making me blush here. It's been, I know, right? It's been great to get your, your opinions on various films that you've talked about. I mean, I think like the... One of the you were on our Comic Con episode pretty fairly recently. That was fun. I think one of the most fun times I've had was recording the Fences episode with you, my mom and I, and Abe, of course. Me too. I think that was like one of my favorites. I have. I think a lot I would say are my favorites <laughs> because I'm just very supportive of you and Abe and I'm just like everything you do is like it sounds great it sounds professional you know it's not like there's a gum wrapper in the background like that staticky <laughs> sound and no, everything. Notice you're saying it sounds professional it's not it's not is professional okay. but it sounds professional <laughs> but it is professional I know people call I it like in and like how 
and how Abe's like the silly one and you're like the one that's more straight on for it. But that's I like I like this part though. I like that. I I, I like that before we're not really deciding which one's the sillier one and which one's the more serious one. But I do like this new take on this where Abe is is most assuredly the goofball and I'm this the serious one. The straight man. Yeah. But it is kind of true. I'm the Eddie Murphy to your Nick Nolte. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly how I've always pictured this podcast. Yeah. With all the racial slurs. Yes. All of that included. <laughs> but you are silly in your own right. I mean, I've known you for about three years now. But um, it's a good balance between the two of you. And then that's what's really great about the show. And you're right. Yes, we've met through mutual friends that we've had through the film festival that we didn't really know about. And it does go props to Mary as well. <laughs> oh, and Adam. And it's been a joy. You guys had me on for the first time, which was like, I think it's because you didn't have any guests. And so you had me on for Pan, which was episode 212. Oh, that memorable Pan. And it was like, okay, I'm going to be on for a movie that I really, really didn't care about. It was like one of those (laughs) movies, you guys talk about walking out of movies, if I could. I mean, I could have, but I didn't want to, really, because I was with Aaron. But, like, (laughs) it was just a terrible movie. And then here we are, it was, like, at night, and... I know Abe was like, come on, Anna, just get on the podcast. And you were like champion too. So then here I was, first time recording with you guys on a really bad movie. <laughs> so uh, was... you're saying that there's a chance. We've <laughs> <laughs> so talked about movies you've liked since then. I mean, we, like La La Land was a big one. Moana was a big Jackie. one. Jackie. Yeah, we, we've had, yeah, we've had a lot of specials that you've been on, uh, mostly because it provides for a much more intimate atmosphere considering that you're probably in the same room the same as Aaron. Location, yes. So mm-hmm. it really helps out. I, I actually really liked our, our last holiday uh, slew of um, – of any movies that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't on some of them. I was traveling, but uh, when I did get on, we still had a really nice conversation. So the La La Land, Jackie, and the, what was the other one that we talked about? Moana's um, in there. Fences was Fences was a big fences, one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's always great to have you on. On I mean, again, again, feel free to always hoop and holler in the background. I will. I think we have noisemakers. You know. Oh, that would save us so much money. <laughs> I'll be your own soundboard. Oh yeah, we we, don't need, we can stop downloading apps and we can just have a noisemaker and a kazoo, <laughs> an ukulele in the background, mm-hmm. just drumming it. And That's nice. <laughs> it's been fun. What was it? Oh, I love talking short films with you because mm-hmm. I do have I love the background short films. And I remember we talked about the short films for the Oscar season of 2015. Yeah, that was a fun one. And sometimes on the Oscar show with you guys. Mm-hmm. Thinking about the Oscar shows, like the short animation film, because we go back and talk about it a lot. I remember the Dam Keeper, because that was such a good one. It was a good short film. Yeah, that was the that was like a half hour, twenty minute half hour short film that was. It had a really unique art style. It was like a pastel painting mm-hmm. almost come to life. It didn't win the Oscar that year, but it certainly Feast did though. <laughs> Fe- Feast won that year, which was about the the pick. It was the Disney based one about the like the dog. Um, like the shot, Boston Terrier. The Boston Terrier shot from his perspective. But yeah, Dam Keeper, that was, really, that was a really solid short for sure. And talking about that, they have the graphic novel now available. Hmm. I've Ooh. been looking at it. I was like, oh, that looks great. It's available on Amazon or anywhere really I think that you can find online. So that's great. But it's been Thanks. really fun, you know, Thanks. sitting here listening to you guys <laughs> go back and forth. And, you know, there's going to be so much more episodes ahead. You guys are great. And Thank you so much. I only for... wish Abe would have came down for this. <laughs> I know you were trying Soon. to. 
but soon. you'll come down soon. We got some things in the works. I, I'm, some, I'm like Pennywise the Clown. I'm just like waiting for uh, waiting for that boat. So yeah, so in 27 <laughs> years, Abe will be down here. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I remember meeting you, Abe, the same year I met Aaron. It was like in October. Yeah, we went up to Santa Cruz to to see Ken, to see tall, your tall friend Ken, Ken, friend of the tall show. Ken. <laughs> And I just don't remember what movie you guys were talking about. It was in October, though. October 2014. What will we be talking about? Uh, probably uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, I'm just kidding. A... I don't know. <laughs> it was like around the 20th-ish, maybe. October 20th, we... 2014? Mm-hmm. Now, now it sounds like some date from Terminator 2 where the world ends. <laughs> Cyberdyne takes over. <laughs> Well, I just remember because then I know like some people haven't met you, Abe, and I was just like, oh, yeah, that's so funny. I met Aaron 2014, and then a couple months after, we went up to Santa Cruz, like he said, to meet his friend Ken, and you were also able to be in the area. Huh. What can I say, man? And I I'm took your photo. Bed. I took the photo of you three. I remember. It might have, might have been Fury. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, But it, it'd be after Fury. That's That's a good... Oh, it's after Fury. That okay. rounds it out, though. Let's John see. Wick and Ouija. No, let's see. Nightcrawler. Late on night. No, it'd be it'd be. Now we're doing some investigation. <laughs> we're, we're I'm doing curious now. Because <laughs> that's like one of the things that came on right now to talk to you guys. I was just like, what was that episode? <laughs> and I know Aaron's really good at pulling up what it was. Because it wasn't. Oh. Wi- let's see. I see Whiplash here. It wasn't Whiplash. Mm-hmm. No, it, is, it was Fury. You're right. Yeah, because Ken's on that episode, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We, we probably recorded it in his house. But yeah. yeah, we did. It says, and I have the description right. This week's episode <laughs> of Out Now or Theron and Abe features guest Kef, Ken Novsinger from his own home as we record a special in-person episode this week while discussing Boom. Fury. There you go. We talked the trailer for In the Heart of the Sea, the disappointing Ron Howard Whale movie. <laughs> yep. There you go. That's that's the episode. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, that on it are there any things that you're looking forward to in the coming year let's see well i know like aaron he just had me he pulled me over the um day to see the trailer for Wes anderson's new yeah film isle of dogs and i'm mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to that but it's not this year and i was like is that coming out like november because <laughs> it should <laughs> but gotta wait till march i can't really think of anything star wars star wars thor. there was a film <laughs> that um yes thor I have a really cool Thor poster, by the way. We yeah. should probably give that out one of these days. Mm, signed <laughs> by Comic-Con. Anna. Yeah, yeah, she has her Comic-Con Thor poster that she wants to put up in the giveaways. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll certainly neat. incorporate that if, it, if you uh, would have that. There's a film, I was telling Aaron, it's supposed to be coming out in some releases next month and probably wider in November called Teata. It was a film that was screened last year at the San Diego Film Festival, and with Newport, I'm a shorts programmer, so I'm I'm required to recruit short films and not so much feature films unless I was if I dipped in both, then I can. And it was one of those films that I really wish that I was a features programmer. How do you spell it? It's T E, then space, and then A T A. It was like it seemed very compelling, and I wanted to watch it. It's based on an inspiring true story of Mary Thompson Fisher, a woman who traversed culture barriers to become one of the greatest Native American performers of all time. It's coming out this year, like I said. and October 13th. Yes, and I, I really wanted to see it. I wanted it to get into the festival. But again, I was like, oh, maybe I should dip into feature programming. Because <laughs> it seems like it would be a really great film. Awesome. But well, that's one I'm looking forward to. And I had a question for you guys. Oh, okay. Sure. 
So, you know, there is this world, and I'm sure, I think you guys talked about it on your podcast, and there's been articles about it, like, whether or not the general public, is it, you know, worthy enough for people to read reviews, movie reviews? I'm going to go away from reading reviews, since it's a podcast. What do you guys think about, is it worthy enough for your listeners to be listening to movie podcasts, like, now? Since it kind of is like a, it seems it's kind of a... Um, a profession or a hobby or whatever you want to call it where everyone's doing it so like why is it worthy enough to listen to a podcast and like why choose your podcast to listen to because we're the coolest <laughs> i mean hands down i think that there's a lot of anybody can create a podcast i think what what's uh, neat about it is that we've been going on for for quite a while but also the variety that which we We've talked about this with some other folks before, too, but just uh, we came on and we wanted to have a fun, lighthearted, bantery show. And that's what we got, uh, rather than uh, people who don't like fan interaction or whatever the case is. So uh, we try to make it as fun and, and worthwhile for listening as possible. And we try not to be dry. I mean, Aaron and I are really dry in real life, if you mm. ever meet us. So, so ultra dry. <laughs> I, I'm actually the straight guy in the real life, and Aaron's a goofball. So <laughs> that's us a lot. I, I, I mean, obviously, yes, we have our own kind of brand as far as how we conduct our show, but as far as why audiences should listen to a podcast, let alone our podcast, I think is because you know, they have the time to. Um, no one's, you know, we're not requiring you to listen to our show. It's all out of the fact that they feel the need to do so. And here are some other opinions. Ideally, we don't necessarily, you know, talk in a way that it's like, well, these guys clearly know what they're talking about, but they just enjoy the fact that we're expressing our opinions on certain films and have a, a certain way of doing it. And it, it's great that we've cultivated, you know, listenership or what have you, let alone friendships with various people to get beyond the show and have like a frequent interaction with, but be it any of the guests you've already heard or the ones that you're going to hear soon enough, um, include, including my lovely girlfriend, of course. Um, and I, I think it's in a world like this where, yes, there's opinions out there on everything. In a world... <laughs> I was actually going like... <laughs> In, a, in, in modern day where, yes, you have things like Rotten Tomatoes or whatnot that give you mm -hmm. kind of an, an idea of what a lot of people are thinking. Um, you know, you have things like Yelp or what have you for that applies to anything beyond just movies as far as how to review stuff. Uh, there's plenty of options out there and there's plenty of reasons why or why not to go and do something. Mm -hmm. And if you want to listen to a podcast, I think it's because you have a casual interest in a certain topic and you want to hear further opinions on that. And ideally you find a show that matches your tastes or matches opinions you have or matches things you want to hear about on some sort of program that you can't necessarily find on the radio or it's mm -hmm. a weekly TV show. And more ideally, you find our show and you're like, these guys are, there's that goofball of the straight guy. They seem to be doing a good job and they get a variety of different <laughs> voices every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I mean, we, we love having our guests on, but we like, you know, we like mixing it up. I don't, you know, I don't need to hear Peter every week. I'm kidding. Uh, but like, I, I don't, you know, it's fun to, it's fun to have a, the, the, you know, the variety of guests that we cultivated throughout the doing that's this true. podcast. And it seems like that's worked out for a lot of people that do enjoy listening to our show. Indeed. Wonderful. Also, Anna, the phone lines are ringing, but uh, anything else that you want to say lastly? Well, I will say is that I do enjoy the tangents we have before you record. Sometimes they even go into food or candy for some reason. <laughs> 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 and again, just congratulations. I'm proud of Aaron and both you, Abe. You guys are doing a great job and I only, you know, wish you the best. And... Oh. Yeah, congrats. I, want, I wish I had like a noisemaker right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, did it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you thank for that. Thank you for having me. For sure. All righty, have a good one. Thank you. Uh-oh, here it is. Is that, a, is that Marcus Robinson I hear? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> enthusiasm is always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Mar- Marcus, Marcus hang on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Three, three, 300 uh, episodes. 300, buddy. And you were a part of some really good ones. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hope oh, the black ones. The black ones are the best. <laughs> they are the I'm best. Glad. I mean, we I have you on regular ones because of right. course black we is about irregular. Right. During our Detroit episode. <laughs> but the black oh. ones are where you really shine. <laughs> I, yeah, you know the I I'm I'm good on the you know the other ones, but the black ones are the that's that is where I really shine. I, that Detroit one was probably one of my favorite ones. That, that was well, that was a great discussion. I agree. That was a good discussion that we had. Tensions were yeah. high, just like in the Catherine Bigelow film. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um actually, huh? let's see. I I had a question for you guys. Yeah. I was wondering how you usually prep for a pod. That's a good question. Say that again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Could, are you right? How you, how you usually prep for a for a podcast? Oh, how do we usually prep for a podcast? Yeah. 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 I think uh, everybody wants to know. <laughs> the fans want to know. So that's a lot of my area. I, 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 I recruit the guests mainly because a lot of them are LA based or somewhat, you know, mm-hmm. involved in some way. And so I, I, and that, you know, that's as far as meeting people, but you know, at this point, while well, I'm still happy to, you know, meet for future guests or what have you, it's, you know, we just have kind of a stable here. So I try to reach out to who I think would be good to talk on a movie. And, um, there's this, there's like a script we kind of have, like as far as like the segments and whatnot. Right. And I basically update that for like the week's film, put together like you know what we're talking about, what trailers we're gonna go over with Abe, which trailer we should talk. We figure out who's doing games for this week. Um, oh yeah, and who's um, in charge of games? Exactly. It it flip flops every other the week. Yeah. Oh great, okay. And uh, yeah, so we we do that, and um, yeah, that's I mean we obviously we see the movies. See, yeah, we see the movie, and if we don't, then we let each other know ahead of time. <laughs> But um, I think the other thing is uh, we um, we try not to stay, we try not to read anyone else's review, um, whether that's circle of friends of ours or outside influences. And that's uh, and me personally, I don't read any of Aaron's reviews. I uh, certainly want to keep it fresh for the show. Um, and I uh, I don't write anywhere, so Aaron can't read any of my stuff. So that's always good to know. But uh, yeah, that's you generally how we prep, and then we. I, Aaron, do you come up with a know everybody on the spot? Uh, no, but it only okay. it, only rarely. Right? If I if I happen to like forget to do a know everybody question, I'll yeah. think of one on the spot. But most of the time, no, I, I pretty much have it set. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else as far as prepping. I mean, it's all just we make sure our recorders are going. All all six of them. All six of them. Wow. We got a lot. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of programs to make to ensure that the recording doesn't get just lost. Just make sure. Okay, yes. Yeah. I think we've had like one or two lost episodes. We've had. Okay. Lost episodes. We've okay. had, we've had, yes, we've had like two lot. One's always lost forever. That yeah, that, was, that one was a good one. That was a good one about TV shows. Yeah, that um, was with like Matt Dunbar, I think. Matt Dunbar and John John Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, but the um, there was another one, um, American Sniper, where we lost like all of it, and we basically re- oh! re- re-recorded the episode, which was. <laughs> I mean, it was, and we've we've lost we've lost like parts of other ones too. I know, but yeah, and we just kind of like. Have you ever? Have you ever tried to re-record the TV one? Nope. <laughs> no, that, just, that I think that one was, was lightning too good. in a bottle. It was too. It was too, too heartbreaking. It was like because it was. You know, it was about Breaking Bad, right? It was about Breaking Bad oh, and some other oh, stuff, mainly man. Breaking Bad, though. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, you probably couldn't redo that one. Um, Only the best drama ever made. Wow. 
Whoa, whoa, Sir, that's a Sir, titan. Sir, Sir, yeah. Oh, that's right. There's Wire fans. The Wire there. is probably that's the best right. show ever made. The, the Wire is certainly high up there, but Abe's also, you know, he's the guy that came on late to Breaking Bad and didn't have the same amount of fun watching it as the rest of us did. Oh, um, yeah? Right? <laughs> Come on, Walter White gets a break in every episode. This is like... <laughs> he, this is... He, he really doesn't. <laughs> but, um, he does! <laughs> he gets. It. He's like, oh, look, I'll just get out of this whole entire jam by... By doing some science. Oh, yeah, things really worked out for him at the end of that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yes, I've only yes. seen up to episode four, or season four. <laughs> you haven't even finished it? No, I have, I have. I'm just... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, actually, I had another question for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm crowding it with questions, but... Um, you know, but by the way, you mentioned you know you're on for the black movies or whatnot. I I was just yes. thinking at, we were Abe and I were just talking about the horror episodes we do in October, the horror episodes, and I was thinking, what if like on, in February we did like a Black History Month theme black episode, History. where I mean, we had really, Mar- you know, Marcus and I, only Marcus, Marcus and I on <laughs> along with other guests like throughout the month weekly doing like special episodes focused on like black related cinema. <laughs> there's, I we think really there's, should. There's something we there really though. Should. I think, I think yeah, there, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of themes throughout the months that we could do as well. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, we really need our own month. Yes, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for that. Yeah. Morgan that's... Freeman isn't, but we are. I mean, that's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great idea, actually. That's not a bad idea. What movie yeah. would we start off with? Well, it depends on the theme, since our, oh, our, okay. our horror episodes are based on like themes. So, like, yeah. it have to be like they do like themes of like decades or uh, specific things uh, within that genre itself. Probably like movies about like you know historical black leaders. That'd be an interesting theme for an episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would be very interesting. Yeah, or just black exploitation movies. This is, this is something we should talk about in January when we yeah. again. <laughs> we, should, we should think about this after the new year. We'll reconvene. We'll reconvene on this topic. Yeah. But Marcus, we'll what was your question? There's an I'm uh, I'm gonna get you sucker episode. I'm Molo. Oh yeah, hey. I ha- I have that. I have that Blu-ray that came out like last year. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Uh, I, okay. So the question is, um, is there a movie that either one of you have always wa- have never seen but always meant to see? Ooh. Ooh, that is a good question, and I know I do have an answer for that. I I I think off the top of my head right now, I'd say. Citizen Kane. I've never seen that movie. Really? But, uh, Aaron, I remember we talked about this one time off air, and you were just like, if you've seen The Simpsons, you've basically seen Citizen Kane. I mean, that's not an excuse not to watch Citizen I, Kane. I understand. Though. But, yes, yeah, yeah, you, you, could, you could take, like, seasons one through five of The Simpsons and pretty much edit all the references they make to make the whole movie. <laughs> it's impressive how much they like the, the Citizen Kane and The Godfather. They're, like, two movies that The Simpsons writers loved in the early episodes. Yeah. Um, what I think of off the top of my head? The... Because I'm pretty caught up. I'm caught up on like like my classics for the most part. Like there's and there's you know there's there's things here or there that I'd be like, oh yeah, I never actually saw that or whatnot. Um, but rarely for ones that are like you know super old. The only one I can think of offhand is Doctor Zhivago. Um, that's 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 one classic that I never actually like caught up on. Mainly because I movies like that I really want to see projected. Uh, like <laughs> something like I saw Lawrence of the Arabia for like the first time in full and like the best way seeing it at the oh, Egyptian nice. theater in LA in 70 millimeter last year. And it was like, well, yeah, that was like the ultimate way to see something like that. You it's, held out to watch it on, on 70 millimeter. It gets to a point where I'm like, well, I've seen a lot of this, but it'd be, yeah. I want to watch all of this, but should I do it on my TV or just wait for an eventual screening of the whole movie? And sure. And, and cause it happens well enough, uh, often enough. And sure enough, it did. So I was able to see it. So Dr. Zhivago seems like another one where I could uh, pull that off. 
eventually oh, okay. once it happens. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's one worth, you know, checking out, I'm sure. I don't feel like I'm going to be disappointed in Dr. Chivago. I, I, right. love, I love epics, especially, you know, in that, for, you know, seeing it the way it could be. Do you have one, Marcus? Uh, you know, I think I, I think we discussed this on, on an episode before, but Blade Runner, I've never seen Blade Runner, and I gotta see it before... Oh, yeah. <laughs> before in, in two, two weeks. weeks. I guess in two weeks before it comes out. I've seen bits and parts of it, which is not an excuse for mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, I've seen bits and parts of Blade Runner, which I appreciate, but I've never seen it in total. Well, maybe we'll have a, a, a Northern California screening where you and I go catch it. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be, I believe they're going to put it back in theaters along with 2049. Uh, Director's edition? The final cut, yes. The, the, okay. Like the ideal, oh. really Scott's ideal. The one you should see. Let's put the it one that you way. Should see. <laughs> yes. the, one, the one with the unicorn sequence. Got it. The, the one that doesn't have the narration they didn't want to add, but studios made them. Yeah. We'll definitely have to add that on your list, Marcus. Also, dinner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that has to happen. I know it would be. It's, fan, it's, fa- it's football season. Yeah, so, you know, you're watching your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes tomorrow. <laughs> it's a Monday night game, so it should be good. But, uh, yeah, Marcus, did you are you looking forward to anything in the coming year? You know, uh, that that I saw, I, I just saw a trailer for, um, who's the director that did Doctooth and... Uh, oh, uh, the, um, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Yes, yes, the Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yes. I know. Oh. Really excited to see that. I have. I, I really don't know when it comes out. Sometimes those movies are, yeah, have a release that comes out this year, but it'll come in the U.S. later next year. As opposed to the Lobster, which was like yes. took forever to come out, this one actually does yes. look like it's coming out like towards the end of this year in award season. So I, I'm, yeah. looking, I'm looking forward to it for sure. I was really all over that trailer and Happy Death Day. I Happy Death Day looks solid. I keep seeing yeah. that trailer. I was like, this looks like just a fun you know, horror they, movie. They, they put that Fifty Cent. Thing on the, I was hooked. I yeah, I loved your update on that. That was just like <laughs> if they're playing in nineties or early two thousands hip hop, I'm all in. I'm so. all in. I can't. By the way, this killing of a sacred year, I've got to check out the trailer for it. I've honestly avoided yeah. it just because I'm like I'm already in. Like I'm I'm already set for this. That's, that's I'm a good ar- point. yeah. It's like if sure. I if I come across it and if I, if I see a movie and a trailer plays, I'll be like okay, I'm watching this. But like I haven't gone out of my way to watch the trailer. Yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Marcus, it's been great to have you on here to talk yeah, with thank us. Thank you, Marcus. Well, Hey, it's been great. It's been great being on with you guys. Congratulations. Uh, you guys are literally like uh, the Kevin Hart and, and the rock of uh, podcasting, and <laughs> that's to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Marcus. All right. Thank you. All right. The uh, the phone lines are still buzzing here. They're, they're ringing here. They're, they're ringing up a storm. That's, that's Mark, for sure. I like how Marcus likened us to, to Kevin Hart and, and D, uh, Dwayne the Diaz. Wayne the Diaz Island. The Rock uh, Johnson. The Rock Johnson. <laughs> of course, yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I guess we're going to really have to dress up as Jumanji costumes for uh, for Halloween. That should always be the plan. That's, that's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to dress up as Jack Black. Is our, is our caller in yet? Are we, uh, are we... Oh, I think it's happening. Here it hey, is. Guys. Caller. Caller's hey! here. Yeah! <laughs> Whoa. Dr. Matu, how are you? How's it going, guys? Ali Matu hey. is back on the podcast. Here we are. Here I am, man. Hey, congratulations, you guys. Hey, congratulations to you. I believe you added one to your stable recently, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I did. Good new father. Thanks, guys. I just leveled up the family, so uh, <laughs> things are good. <laughs> I think you guys were watching uh, the new Star Trek series, yeah? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's so good. 
Um, I was yeah. I was wondering what that at the end of that sentence was going to be. It's good. Okay, that's that's <laughs> good to know. Um, it's it's so promising. It it looks beautiful. The cast is great. Um, it's uh, the pacing, the editing. It's really the modernization of Star Trek in a way that um, I was hoping the movies would be. Um, and the movies were a little bit more like roller coaster fun, but not so much the soul of Star Trek. And I, I think this this is what we were waiting for. Um, so I'm so excited. Well, obviously, I don't care, but I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, Aaron, always, uh, always <laughs> letting out the air of my Star Trek balloon. Um, there was, okay, I keep man. forgetting about that. There, there was some time where, like, I, I, you messaged, like, I think I was at Comic Con and I messaged <laughs> yeah. you something about Star Trek yeah. and how I didn't care, and you like gave me this like, like con response back back to me. It was like the funniest thing. <laughs> you were in the freaking room where they were announcing Star Trek Discovery, which, which you know, was a whole yeah, 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 yeah. It was like the Brad, Brad Fuller was there or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I texted you or like DM'd you or, or something, and then you were like. They announced a new show. There was a new ship, and um, you know it came out of an asteroid or something. And I was so disappointed. Um, but no, you know, that's what yeah, it, it's a trick. Yeah, obviously, yes. You're you're a, you're a big trick, and that's actually how we kind of uh, connected. You were at WonderCon. Um, we met in line, or we met. Right. Actually, I think it was a it was a was it a Comic Con we met, and then later on when you were at WonderCon, I think you had the panels, and that's when I. Right. And I, I went to those, I believe. Right, right. And um, you're a really good sport. You you came out. You're like, uh, it was a um, Star Trek, Star Wars panel. And you came out. And you're like, I'm Team Wars. But you had some good points on on the Star Trek side. Um, like, yeah, and... obviously, I, I don't want to begrudge you for liking something. That's not my role. It's just not a thing that appeals to me in the same way. <laughs> right, right. And that's all good. That's all good. There's plenty of room in the galaxy for uh, more than one sci-fi franchise. See, that, that's a completely Star Trek response to that, which is, you know, hey, look, let's just make some peace and tranquility out of this. Right, right. Which is what this new series is like really going to explore. It starts with the birth of this this massive war and get this all out because this is the most star trek talk we're going to have on this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh man i bet i gotta milk this i'm gonna milk all my 10 minutes just for this um but it's gonna be like how do we get from a place of hate and destruction and prejudice and war to a place of peace and i think that's going to be a pretty cool story so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that versus star wars which is like every three movies it's like the same old galactic war going on and on and on again so i mean you know. how many times can they rebuild that star killer base well no man you just make it bigger it's it's just like <laughs> well you just make it bigger i'm sorry why would you argue against this you have a weapon that can destroy planets you don't say <laughs> well they destroyed that one might as well never use that again of course you're gonna build it again <laughs> It, well, it always well. has like one fatal flaw in it. It's like it's only like one little garbage compactor that can blow up the entire thing. That's, they need to really fix that. That really only applies to the first film. The second one, it just wasn't done. Like there wouldn't have been a flaw <laughs> if they finished in time. And the third right. one, it's only because Poe Dameron's the best goddamn pilot in the galaxy <laughs> that they're able to accomplish. Here we go. <laughs> he was pretty damn good. He, he was pretty damn good. It was but actually all BB-8. Come on. <laughs> he helped. 
<laughs> has his own nemesis in this in this new movie. Yeah, uh, I, the, the the sinister mustache they're added to it really makes me curious what they're going to do with uh, the the new BB units. <laughs> but no, Ali, it's been it's been great to have you on the on the various episodes we were able to get you on for. I, I like that we always I try to get you because you're you know obviously a huge sci-fi nerd. And I, I like to get you on movies that kind of focus. You know, we've done a few X Men movies. Um, we've done um, what else? Was it Interstellar one of them? Interstellar. Yeah, that was a great discussion. I had a lot of fun on that episode. Yeah, and um, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But there's certainly films that are coming up that I, I think would be you know fun to have you on for. Uh, but yeah, that's that's certainly a bent that I enjoy. You know, getting you know yeah. people. Yeah, you know, we get guests of all varieties coming onto the show and whatnot. It's cool to kind of map certain interests to certain people. Not that you can't talk about any other movies, but I think the you right. know the the genre. Obviously, you do your own podcast as well, and you know, and you have a a YouTube see, show too. A YouTube show, and you know, a niche in that kind of you know that area as far as how you apply right. your many years of studies. You're to you're the Jean you Grey of our world. <laughs> oh man, she's like the most powerful mutant. Exactly. I feel more, yeah. I feel more like Jubilee. <laughs> I, I you're the Jubilee of our world. <laughs> All right. Okay. There we go. There we go. Man, well, sound the same. Doesn't doesn't have that panache. No, not by any means. Um, but I've, I've so loved coming on um, your episodes. I, I don't remember what the first one was, but what um, struck me about it is um, you guys are able to really strike this like fun conversational tone and keep things spoiler free like abe i remember you mentioned this before we started recording you're like you know we try to have a fun spoiler free conversation about these movies and what i what's really struck me is some of the movies we've talked about have been good and some haven't been good <clears throat> x-men apocalypse um <laughs> but it, it was always a fun conversation and it didn't really de-evolve into just like hating on the film which I've seen and heard on other podcasts. And yeah. I think that's what really keeps me uh, keeps bringing me back to you guys' this show. It's just um, the tone is just fun, even when the film is not the best. Thank you for that. That's really kind of you say. And I think that that's what we strive to do as well. I mean, I, I don't think we, we, we I don't think we've ever really taken any movie down uh, just being toxic on it. Uh, I think we've definitely given it some merits for uh, the, the, the pluses. But I mean, this, this podcast is, has, you know, covered six seven hours worth of transformers movies and we always try to find the best things to say about them <laughs> so i mean that's it, true yeah. I, there, there's there's a lot there but yeah i think that's that speaks to that speaks to what Abe and i do, do try to do where it's you know it's not about being cynical especially in a time like this where it's nice to have some positivity in the world i think it's right. something that we're happy to add to as far as not only having a fun movie review show but having one that has opinions that are focused on being fair um so yeah and that's my question to you to both of you is how do you keep that how do you how do you especially when the big franchise films have become so safe in many ways and don't really take on as many risks how do you keep that positivity about these films or at least the positivity of the conversation about these films I think it's, it just, our, it's it's my childlike glow it, <laughs> well, it's that, and i think it's why we do the podcast i mean if it stops being fun there's no reason to do it exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, because it's not, you know, you know, no one's paying us. <laughs> like, we're doing this yeah, because exactly. we're. I'm not we, paying Aaron, and yeah. Aaron's not paying me yeah, either. <laughs> so we're, we just, we, we, we have the time and we want to use it wisely. And that's why we, you know, do the podcast the way we do. We run it the way we run it, where it's, you know, it's not a chore. It's the thing that we really, you know, legit enjoy doing, which is what I hope that you're accomplishing as well with the various shows that you're a part of. Well, I was waiting for the check in the mail to be a, for all my guest starring roles on your on your episode, but I guess it's it's, it's getting coming, it's man. getting beamed to you. So we'll see oh, how that goes. It's, it's getting beamed. 
Uh, jab. Uh, but, uh, Dr. McTooth, thank you for being on. It was great to speak to you as always, and we always love conversing with you on a uh, on a PhD level. Oh man! Well, thanks for having me, you guys, and congratulations on 300. This is amazing. Thanks, man. Uh, thank I, I can't wait to hear the next 300. Awesome. <laughs> have a good one. Yeah. Take care, guys. So I think the uh, the phone lines have been ringing up the storm here, and uh, I think we we have a we have one that previously wasn't here, but now seems to have has activated uh, correctly. Uh, is that is that Bradford Omen on the line? Yeah, it is. Bradford. Hey, What's happening, sir? Has anybody made a "This is Sparta" joke yet? Yes. <laughs> in, the, in the comments, in the in the feedback, yeah. That's not the same thing. I'm on the podcast. Yeah, well, there you go. This this is Sparta, guys. <laughs> Wait, who's getting, kicked in, who's getting kicked into the pit, Aaron or me? Other oh, podcasts. Eh? That's oh, what okay. Podcasts. Yeah, exactly. We're taking them all down. Yeah. I was worried for a second. Bradford, how are you? Not too bad. How about you guys? We've been doing, doing well. well. We've been recording a lot today, getting yeah, a lot of stuff done. Yeah, I'll Tons bet. Of guests. You guys have uh, a big take that you keep passing around? Uh, virtually, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask, how did you guys meet you and Aaron? Was it at Comic Con? Yeah. Yes. If I remember, if I remember correctly, I think it was Comic Con. Yeah, it was. It was Comic Con. It was. Uh, we, it would be like in the Hall H lines or what have you, where I'd just be, I'd be kind of moving around with the. With the slash film, with my friends and like the slash film folk and what have you, and you were first showing at that time, I think, still when I, you know, when we kind of like initially met. Uh, I think like Alex Billington was still around as well, as far as you know, before he fled the country because of those things he did. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Alex. He talks about how he doesn't like America anymore, but it's really because of the fugitive thing. Uh, but, um... yeah, I actually don't like. I, I did you know Alex and Peter then before before we had met? Yes, I knew. I knew. Oh. I, I, I knew those guys mainly be, you know through like comic cons beforehand or whatnot and then we just kind of slowly you know it's like this guy's funnier than peter soretta let me let me start talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i said <laughs> but seriously no yeah we just started kind of hanging out at comic con and then yeah eventually uh you know yeah uh, I, I, he's like let's get let's get brad on the show why not yeah yeah i actually owe... time brad, I, I, you were ethan <laughs> that's, uh, so much has changed since then <laughs> I actually owe Aaron a big debt of gratitude because I, I don't know if it was the first Comic-Con that I met him or if it was the second one, but there was an instance where he had somehow managed to get into the, the Funko line like on preview night right away. Yeah. And I, I saw him in line and I was like, I was like, if I give you my credit card, will you buy these things for me? Because <laughs> there was a few things that I wanted and I had no time to like try and get in line because I had to go cover... I think at the time it was uh, Legendary was doing like their Crimson Peak, uh, you know, little experience with mm, Guillermo del Toro, and I had to go cover that, and I had no time. And so thanks to Aaron, I got the, the Ghostbusters four pack that I wanted, and uh, a, few, a few other cool Funko items. And Aaron also got those things on your credit card for himself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would have gladly paid for them just because he did that for me. <laughs> it it worked out. No, that was the, you know. I was there. It, it happened to place. Like, why not? I can help you out, and then you know, just give you a bag of toys, and then you're good. This is the first time you guys met. Like, you just gave him your it, credit no, card. No, it was the year after because oh, okay. I because right. I because okay. I, I, like, I knew because I because I knew Brad at that point. Like, so yeah. it's like yeah. So we saw each other in, you're, like in that area, and I was like, yeah, I can make this work. Yeah, it wasn't like Brad was like, hey, aren't you that guy? Yeah, but yeah, no, it worked out. <laughs> Here's my friend. Guy, Brad, are you uh, you basically been been uh, jet setting for all these uh, film festivals as well? Because you right now. You for Slash Film, yeah? I do, yeah. 
I don't do too much jet setting film festival wise. I, I um, the only one that I do is Sundance, but that's my well, that's yeah. That festival is incredible. It's one of my favorite things that I do every year. Uh, it's exhausting, but I'll never complain about it just because it's it's so great to be up there and see all these cool indie movies before anybody else does, and just like seeing a movie when there's absolutely no buzz whatsoever and everybody has very little idea of what to expect is it's it's so much fun well yeah and um like you were like for this year for example you were big on the big sick from sundance which is obviously you know this is a, a higher profile film but i mean you you've been championing it and you know lo, lo and behold it's you know one of the best reviewed movies of the year has made aren't you on the dvd box not no, you know, <laughs> no yeah i think i think we talked about we that. talked about yeah. this he didn't yeah. get he didn't get he didn't get the uh, tip of <laughs> the, uh. <laughs> the the full ad campaign for your quotes all yeah, the way through. I was I was a little disappointed, but uh, but yeah, no, I I would love to see that movie get uh, an Oscar nomination of some sort. I'm I'm not sure if it has the legs to do Best Picture. I hope it does, but at the very least, I think it'll Screenplay, get. Screenplay, I think, is a yeah for sure possibility. And I'm, you know, I'm maybe, championing that for for supporting. And maybe, yeah, maybe Holly Hunter or Ray Romano. I think and Ray Romano. Yeah, obviously, you know, yeah. those are competitive categories every year. But you know, right. we'll see what happens. I just watched uh, the Big Sick of Anna. Uh, last night and she she really liked it as well um and yeah so that said like i've said mentioned before i have the blu-ray box and when i see you next i will for sure write the quote down to have you sign the <laughs> quote on there, so. i can't wait in, in the uh, between the, some of the times we've been talking yeah you've uh you you and peter um and others from slash film you guys all started your own podcast right we did yeah slash film and now has a daily podcast uh aptly called slash film daily uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, we just we run through some of the the bigger news events of uh, the day and talk about some of the features that we that we have. And then every now and then we bring we have this recurring feature that we do every week called the water cooler, where we all kind of just talk about random non movie and TV related things that we've been doing. Uh, so if any of us have been, has been doing something cool, so like Peter's been talking about his experience by becoming a member of the Magic Castle. And I just recently talked about going to see Mike Birbiglia's new stand-up special live, which is incredible. Um, so, yeah, it's, we, we do a lot of fun stuff on the podcast. You also have your game show podcast. Yes, I do. Uh, I, I, I have a podcast called Go Flix Yourself that's available on iTunes and Stitcher. And I, I don't want to jinx it, but I had a, an interesting Twitter exchange this past weekend that I'm hoping mm-hmm. becomes a cool thing. Because uh, Eric Vespi, who is Quint from Ain't It Cool News, yeah, was on Doug Loves Movies at Fantastic Fest over the weekend, uh-huh. and he tweeted about it, and I and I just wrote a reply to it. I was like, I was like, oh man, that's awesome! I'm so jealous. Like I, w- and it's a pipe dream of mine to be on that podcast. And Doug Benson replied, "Where are you based?" And I'm and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm I'm waiting for him to respond. He ha- he hasn't been on Twitter since he sent me that tweet. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe next time he comes to Chicago or something that like he's going to have me on and if he does I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge listener of Doug Legs movies, so if you're on, I'm gonna be sure to direct message you and tweet at you and whatever the case. And I am a moderately sized listener of Doug Says Loves Movies, so I, I uh, will certainly listen when that happens. <laughs> Huzzah! Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Brad, no, it's been it's always you know fun to have you on the podcast. You know, in addition to you know all the guests that we have on here. But uh, any uh, any memorable uh, times from being uh, you know with us talking whatever movie you happen to be talking? It's a good question. I like I really liked our Rogue One discussion. Mm. Yeah, that for was, sure. Yeah, from, uh, last year, yeah. There was a lot to unpack with that one, especially with you know the 
the reshoots. Digital, yeah, the reshoots and the digital Tarkin and uh, yeah, you know, that, was, that, that was actually a really good question. I do remember that Grand Marf Tarkin 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 uh, Talk, the new podcast we're starting. Tark, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But um, Bradford, thank you for being on. It's always great to have you on, and again, we'll have you on probably fairly shortly. Of course, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm happy to join you guys in your celebratory episode, and I, I'm always down to be on the show. For sure, I feel man. like Aaron and I should also be on your game show sometime. That's true. We we haven't uh, set up teleconferencing yet. That's something that I've actually been meaning to like get more uh, details from Aaron about as far as how you guys record when you have people call in and all that jazz. Because so far, all the guests we have, we do it in person at uh, my co-host Ben's house. So, we, but but we want to expand the the kind of guests we have. So hopefully, we'll have teleconferencing soon, so we can have satellite guests well that'd be very cool because uh Abe and i are certainly competitive movie trivia challenge people oh yes yeah Yeah, for sure you guys would be great guests well and once you figure it out we'll definitely have you on yeah thanks bradford yeah thanks for being on hey thank you guys all right i think the uh the switchboard's still lit up here and um (laughs) oh here we go this here it is right here it's my one of my my favorite guests because he has one of my favorite guests because he has the best name it's aaron fink <laughs> what is up, Aaron? It has been too long since we've had you on this podcast, and I'm not sure time. why. It has been. I was trying to figure out: was the last one Jack Reacher? That seems too far. That's too far. Yeah, I feel like there's something. No, there's, a there, bit surely Marcus and you have been on some black movie we've talked about. At some point. <laughs> yeah, right. That we just had sense. Marcus on not too long ago too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I miss Marcus. He's uh, a worthy uh, co-guest. Yeah. Also, Aaron, you're one of our uh, earlier guests as well, and you kind of did this whole entire run with Aaron also for uh, Justina, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like it was so long ago now, but I guess bit, yeah, right? <laughs> it started when when did you start? 2013? 13, I think. Yeah. It, well, no, no, because Django was 2012. So be, I think it was probably it was probably that long I, ago. I think it was like October 2012, around that time. If I'm not okay, mistaken. yeah, 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 that makes sense. That's when, yeah, we were we were going strong for like a couple of years. Man, that was a. Uh, it seems like a long time ago, but yeah, that, those were those were good times. I have not been doing much film criticism since then. I've been well, you've been ma- producing making stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, trying to, you know. And uh, most recently, I actually just started uh, graduate school at Chapman uh, in the fall. So oh, very oh, cool. Student life. Yeah, going back, going back, but but getting my master's in producing now. So nice. Yeah. So we'll be seeing your name on the on the uh, opening credits, uh, maybe in the next uh, two three years here, huh? Yeah, of something soon. I mean, uh, I'm hoping that whatever my thesis film is, it that it does well. Oh wait. So hopefully, okay. hopefully you'll see that somewhere. Jack Reacher never go back. The sequel to Jack Reacher that was the last one you're on. That was. That yeah. one was a little bit ago. That, yeah, yeah, that was last year. Okay, I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought you meant like the first Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's a... That, that seems too long ago. <laughs> no, that is far too long ago. No, I did Jack Reacher, and then I think that, I, I definitely did Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight was one too. Yeah, you I were on Hateful Eight. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I did Godzilla. You were on Godzilla, and straight out of Compton was the last time you and Marcus were on. Oh yeah. That's right. What, which, right. which is a black movie, so there you go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, straight out of Compton. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> did you watch All Eyes on Me? Uh, you know what? I did not, because I heard worth it. it was n- not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know. Good to yeah. know. The last thing I've seen uh, was Mother, 
And uh, I, I did not hear your review of it, gentlemen, but I, I'm interested to hear what you had to say. I was a huge fan of Mother. I think it's one of the best films of the year. Abe, not so much. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I didn't think it was uh, one of the best films of the year. <laughs> I saw, I got to see it at the Dome uh, in L.A. with Aronofsky coming at the end for a Q&A. So it was an interesting experience. He definitely explained more of the movie than I thought he was going to explain. Which I've, um, I've not been huge. Like I've, I've purpose, I've honestly, I've just kind of avoided a lot of those articles that I keep seeing. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm happy you're kind of having my, excuse me, my own thoughts on the film. I've, I've read some things here or there, but and it doesn't really matter to me all that much, but it is neat to see a director being so forthcoming about his themes and what have you. Yeah. It's definitely different. I guess, I guess now that I'm like thrust back in the creative mode, I don't know how I feel about it. On the one hand, I hate when directors are like, oh, I don't know, what does it mean? You tell me. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I guess you could look at David Lynch, perhaps, as the as the uh, prime suspect in that category. But, but he, he has but, fun doing that. And, you know, he also has, yeah. a great, he has a great singing voice as well. So, I mean, that helps. You know. <laughs> can you, can you do true. a David Lynch? Oh, God, I don't have a David Lynch impression. <laughs> let's, let's make Aaron do it. I want you to tell me about my movie. Well, that's, that's, I mean, I was about to do mine, but that was pretty good right there. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I, I guessed I on good. an episode of Louie. Like, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But no, it's, it's, I, it is weird that I haven't had, you know, I haven't like reached out to you in a while, but probably because I just don't see you. Like, well, I mean, he's like, in graduate so. school too, so he's got That's studies. not an excuse. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm actually closer to you now, Aaron, than I was before because you're still down yeah. in. And yeah, uh, the OC, right? Yeah, so so we are closer now. So we should we should go see more movies together. Did you do you have movie pass yet? Uh, no. Is it I, down I, to ten dollars? It is ten dollars. Yeah, I I was buying it when it was like forty some odd, and I was like, this is it's still worth it because I'm watching more than four movies a month. But you know, for the people that aren't not really worth it now that it's I, just yeah. like this is the best deal ever i, mean, I guess I, you don't i guess you don't need it because you get to go to press screenings yeah, that, but, yeah, but still really for ten dollars for sure yeah. yeah it's a good it's a good deal for people not bad yeah. people that want to see movies that's for sure yeah yeah movie pass still not a sponsor well uh, <laughs> yeah you should you should contact them you can <laughs> definitely get some money from them What's uh what's uh what's coming up in the future that you're looking forward to oh man um well in the immediate future I guess it's uh, Blade Runner. Mm. What else is coming out though? You got I I'm like so lost. We got I'm a Thor. Sucked, we got a Justice League. We got we got a Del Toro movie. We got a Ridley Scott movie. We got a Spielberg movie. We got a... yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about all of that. I'm actually gonna see Shape in the Water a couple of weeks before it comes out for oh, my nice. um, for my one of my classes, which Very is cool. cool. Yeah. Actually, you guys would appreciate this. I'm, I'm in a class uh, called Narrative Strategies, being taught by uh, Variety film critic Peter DeBruge. Huh. Okay. Um, okay. Pretty cool. He's a, he's a great guy, and uh, it's fun. It's fun to be around a film critic again. So, yeah. yeah are you guys just like throwing ideas against against the wall and just seeing uh, what sticks? And you guys are having these, uh, you know, gentlemanly fights? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. No, it's a uh, it's a lecture. He's lecturing the 200 plus people, and we're in like oh, that's a, a, that's a big you know, class. Yeah, we're in like a big theater, and he lectures for an hour, and then we watch a movie. Movies have been pretty interesting so far. Last week was Sound of My Voice, which is a good, a good one, a favorite of mine. And the week before that was Magnolia. So throwing some hits down. It was yeah. it was fun. But yeah, he he's showing that because he saw it at uh, what festival did that premiere at? Was it Toronto? Sound of My Voice. 
No, um, Shape of Shape of oh, Water. Shape of I, water. Think, I think it was Venice. Uh, I think Venice is where. It Venice, yeah, he was at Venice and he saw it and he was like, "It's the best movie of the year," so he's getting us oh, a wow. prompt early. Where, are you guys gonna watch it in your in your class, or are you guys gonna watch it at a local theater? We are watching it in class, but our classroom is, you know, a, a theater essentially in in uh, Chapman. It's like a a thousand or, or like eight hundred person, you know big huge theater with a with a pretty sizable screen well, if you want to like... slip Aaron a pass you know <laughs> <laughs> actually you know what you probably could well we'll talk about it we'll talk I off mean, Aaron, Aaron looks like a student yeah he does oh yeah I can pass as a student <laughs> I'm actually I don't see why you wouldn't be able to come so we'll talk about it offline <laughs> are you um uh is there any uh, episode that you feel like uh you want to be on in the in the future oh man um Except Honestly, from obviously the black movies. Yeah, black <laughs> movies, of course. As a white Jew, I feel I feel required to Lashana be. Lashana Tova, by the way. <laughs> Thank you to you as well. I did not have my honorary uh, Rosh Hashanah brisket today, but you know, sometimes you got to make sacrifices. <laughs> we Jews are no strangers to that. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll reach I, out I don't to you know. soon I, enough. I, yeah, yeah, reach out to me about anything because I I have you know. I have a theater across the street from me now, and I just don't go see movies as much as I used to because I'm so busy with grad school. But, but if you guys need me, you know, I'll go see anything. Well, I can what, see anything and everything. What, what cool. better, what better way to have, handle that than to strong arm you into seeing certain movies because other guests didn't want to? I think that's. A, that's a I great mean, way to honestly, I've, I've had worse things weed. happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I guess you know. I'm sure everyone wants to be on Blade Runner, but Blade Runner would be cool. Um, Shape of Water would be cool. Well, I would love to be on Ready Player One, but I'm sure everyone wants to be on that too. I, I just love that book so much. Well, I mean, there's something to keep in mind for sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep me in mind. Is, your name is written down now. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, God, I just paid five ninety nine for CBS All Access today. I have to watch Star Trek Discovery. I don't know if I made the right call. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, did, uh, we we just had a guest on who was who was very <laughs> who was very happy with it. So he's uh, enthusiastic. Good. About okay. It. A smart cool. guest. He's well, a PhD in everything. So, I mean, yeah. it, it seems like he knows what he's talking about. He's the know. Jubilee of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yes. Wow. The Jubilee. Yeah. Oh, my, uh, oh, my. Aaron Fink, thank you for always being on and always on the ready. We uh, we love having you on. I love being on. Thank you for having me on tonight, and uh, I look forward to being on in the future. For awesome. sure, man. Glad to hear from you. Likewise. All right. Well, that was fun. That was good to hear from Aaron again. Oh, the, the switchboards are lighting up here? They're lighting up. I'm trying to. I don't. I don't know if they're responding as well as I want them to right now. But, um, <laughs> let, me, let me see. Let me see what those switchboards. Well, I, are I hear the switchboard. I, I'm, I'm playing with the switchboard. That's for damn sure. But the, the switchboard's pretty tricky at this time of night. So, so we'll just we'll have to see how well that switchboard ends up going. Yeah, everyone's donating tonight uh, for different causes, different reasons. Of course. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you know, while we uh, while we wait, why don't we uh, why don't we get back to some more feedback? Let's see, let's see uh, what else we got here. We have another question uh, that we asked, and this one is: uh, What future film do you look forward to us reviewing on the podcast? Um, which I think is a fair question. There's a lot of things coming up, and a lot of people want to know. Um, Joe Joe adds: um, Actually, I'd love for you guys to review two older movies, Gross Point Blank, as well as High Fidelity. These are two of my favorite movies, and I would love to hear you your official reviews of them. I'd gladly share my amateur opinions as well, Joe. 
I, I know you listen well enough to know that Gross Point Blank is basically my favorite movie of all time. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not hard for me to share too many opinions on that movie. But, yeah, I mean, we, we recently did our do our um, that out now flashback episode on The Birds, mm-hmm. uh, let alone, you know, plenty of other, like, you know, kind of retrospective talk when it comes to our horror bonus episodes or just bonus episodes in general. We talk about a lot of older movies. and But with the flashback one, I, didn't, I do think that opened, like, a gate for us to do more and more of that type well, of review. Right. Because uh, I think there's a lot of... I mean, there's millions of movies out there, so I think there's plenty right. of potential yeah. for where that could go. Second, second add up, uh, add on to that is, of course, we'd love to hear your amateur opinion. We wouldn't, we wouldn't even really consider them amateur. Aaron and I are also amateurs, so whatever your opinion is, write it. We'd love to read it and uh, read it on air. Or even, you know, if you if you feel so inclined, feel free to record an answer and like email it to us at outnapoxygmail.com. I mean, there's plenty of ways to, you know, kind of we can record the answers. Show. They, they could send us a oh, recording send us a of file. them. Oh, got send it. us a okay. file. <laughs> I just turned into Derek Zoolander for a second. <laughs> They're in the recorder? They're in the, yeah. They can email files within email? <laughs> uh, let's see. What future films? A question carrying on. Uh, Justin adds, um, Wild Wild West. Come on, it's 300. After three years, you know I was going to say that. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both did. Uh, Manish is excited for our 2049 episode, and I am, am as well. I mean, there's, yeah. I know I've probably been like the most down on the film. Just well, based I, off. I think you're just tempering your expectations. I'm tempering them at the same time. I am. I, I I don't know what I'm expecting, honestly. So yeah, tempered expectations is a light way to put it. But I'm I'm also because I'm not yeah I'm not, I'm not thinking like Denis Denis Villeneuve is finally gonna like let me down. I'm more thinking I really want to know what he's come up with. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Dennis writes Blade Runner 2049 and Thor Ragnarok. Yes, uh, looking forward to those for sure. Um, Tyler writes Suicide Squad 2. Tyler can get the hell out. <laughs> no, you know you know we'll review it when it happens. But um, yeah, exactly. Um, I they just hired on a director too, I believe. Um, um, I was that that was like announced like uh, earlier in the month, right? Earlier in the month, yeah. Um, uh, Kevin O'Connor, the director of. Uh, uh, Warrior, which we really like, and okay. and yeah. um, The Accountant, which we're not as fond of, um, and, other, right. and other movies in between those. But Gavin O'Connor, he's uh, he's got onto the DC train, and uh, so we'll, we'll see what he does with um, <laughs> with the Suicide Squad movie. Let's see what else here. Um, uh, Cynthia writes The Shape of Water, the upcoming Guillermo del Toro film. Of course, I can't wait yeah. to see that movie. It's looks it looks very good it looks fantastic and given all the praise that it's already received it's just like yes of course Guillermo del Toro is delivering on this kind of period drama again which he's done many times in the past let's see Joe writes oh, another Joe added another answer he wrote The yep. Room or Birdemic <laughs> so more more in the cla- quote unquote classic cinema classic, era <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah I was like Birdemic uh, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you that The Room will probably be talked about as we approach the disaster artist because that's, I, that's right we, yeah. we, we will both probably be seeing that movie at some point we before might be doing an Out Out Nights episode we'll see that, yeah because that, I know it's going to be wild when we finally actually watch The Room um, <laughs> and, watch that together like over Skype <laughs> Yeah, and lastly, uh, Gary adds three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. This is the new um, uh, uh, da, 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 uh, Martin, uh, Martin McDonough film from uh, In Bruges and uh, Seven Psychopaths, two films mm-hmm. I really, really love. This is his latest film that has an all-star cast with Francis McDormand, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, Peter Dinklage, Abby Cornish, Carrie Connon, John Hawks. There's a, there's a ton of people in this, but it's, again, it's another McDonough film, and he's very exciting to me as a, it's a kind of playwright-term filmmaker. 
Um, And uh, the trailer looks fantastic. I actually think uh, Anna and I might be able to be seeing it at the San Diego Film Festival coming up. A little exclusive right there, guys. Lucky you guys. Some some of us just may have got some approvals for certain passes to get to certain film festivals. And yeah, that's going to be one that's that someone or those someones is not me. (laughs) Yeah, they're decidedly me and Anna. And um, yeah, I cannot cannot wait for that one for sure. Um, How's that switchboard looking? Uh, the switchboard still looks pretty dark <laughs> over there. Right, right. Uh, no worries. Yeah, there's, plenty, uh, there's There's other people on said switchboard that I know yeah. are, 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 you know, can't wait to be on here. But the... call us at eight 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 hundred five 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 five. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's that's the feedback as far as the questions we asked you guys to give us answers to this week. Um, I think we got a little time. We could probably go to one more one question. Got, yeah. Let's let's do this one question here. Tyler asks uh, you and I any advice. Uh, or equipment recommendations for someone looking to start a podcast? Tyler, great question. The answer is yes. I think that Aaron has his own mic setup, but I use a Samsung Go mic, which is fairly inexpensive. It works out pretty well. And I also use a good pair of quality monitoring headphones when I'm doing the recording. So uh, right now I'm wearing my high or Sennheisers, but I also have a pair of Sony monitoring headphones that I use for editing and also recording. For Aaron? I um I have a pair of headphones that I just find are really so these are um these are headphones from uh from Incase uh, the brand that makes like a lot of iPhone ca- like phone cases and mm-hmm. backpacks and whatnot they're they're um they're not quite soundproof and I because I do actually like to hear a little bit of what's going on outside of my ears when I'm listening but I use it for the I've been using it for the podcast for a while now because I got them on sale <laughs> on uh, on Woot I think one time and I was like yes this, nice. is, this is awesome um, currently I'm using a blue raspberry. Uh, from the creators of the Blue Yeti, a very popular podcasting mic. Now I'm using yeah. the, blue, of the Blue Raspberry, which sounds amazing. Um, it's also portable, has a nice carrying case, um, easily easy hookup. Um, as far as you know, equipment in general, as long as you have a microphone and a headphone, so that's, that's all you need, right there. I mean, that's that 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 that's that's the stuff that you require. That's not you know you know if you have iPhone headphones put plugged into a jack and like a small desk top microphone that's all you need to get started as far as, well, you know, right. as far as advice for starting a podcast i mean get yeah get some equipment or whatnot just so you can you know sound proper but just have a thing that you want to talk about and do it like that's yeah i, I think mean, that one of the biggest things also is consistency i think that's what aaron and i talked about very early on when we were starting just well we got to do this every week it doesn't matter if nobody's listening we just got to keep doing it and uh we'll, we'll just grow our audience that way and again it took us a little bit and but we were persistent and we were consistent and that's uh that's what we would always recommend. I mean, there's I mean, if, there, if you have further questions, feel free to email us or give us on our Facebook. Well, you did give us on our Facebook page, but yeah, I mean, there's certainly <laughs> there's certainly programs and whatnot that we can recommend as far as how to best record these episodes. Since Abe and I are not in the same location, so there's lots of options of how to record stuff. Um, we obviously were using Skype, which is pretty. Aaron, much you also uses. were like asked by a professor to to talk about this same topic to a classroom right uh yes professor mike dylan a friend of the yeah. show been on the show many times um he did ask me to give a lecture on podcasting and which was pretty cool like it was a fun q a nice. uh, to talk about um that's not currently available in audio form although i do have it recorded um so you never know when that video I, uh there is some video as well actually okay. so you never know when that we might, might act- we might have to like tease this out <laughs> there might there might that might crop up on the on the interwebs at some point yes my <laughs> lovely girlfriend did take video footage of me doing this uh this kind of talk um, there you go. and as well as like my phone was like recorded the entire conversation i have were you wearing a, were you wearing a cardigan 
I was dressed, of course, in a cardigan with, uh, with a, sweat, <laughs> a sweater. I was dressed like uh, Stellan Skarsgård in Good Ghoul Hunting. That's that's. What Thank I was you. Doing. Oh, you, you also wore a, a scarf then. Okay. A scarf, big, huge scarf. <laughs> the scarf kept getting longer as I was talking. And, and then you were you were arguing with Robin Williams about the uh, the Fields Medal. Yeah, that uh, was a really cool thing. Yeah, but that's a great question, Tyler. And again, if you have more you know more questions about that, feel free to you know, keep bugging us about it because there's certainly plenty of we're ways to, to answer. Have to answer, and you know we just gotta. We gotta keep moving here because of the the, yeah, game, the, the switchboards. Are, the phone lines are ringing. The phone lines are ringing, and I think we have a very familiar guest coming on to the show right now. Uh, one that you all just do not like hearing, but I keep having him on anyway. I am kidding. Scott, is that Scott Mendelson? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Mendelson, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on this momentous occasion. Well, thank you for being on. You are also one of the OG guys that uh, have been on since the early years. Yeah, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Which just ended on Freeform tonight. Oh, good. (laughs) Formerly uh, Disney, what was it formerly? Uh, ABC Family. ABC Family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it used to be just the Family Channel. Then it became, I think, ABC Family. Now it's called Freeform. It it was Fox Family for a while. And then it became, then Disney bought it, right? Yes, yes. You're right. But yeah, Scott, good to have you here. Of course, um, it's uh, we've like Abe mentioned, you've been on since our early days doing this podcast. Since, since Mendelssohn's memos, yes, way back in the day, back when I only had two kids. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, it, just after I had two kids, yeah. Yeah, you just yeah you just had the um, the middle child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, it's been it's it's honestly it's been great to have you a part of this podcast, and as well as just you and I becoming like friends as far as you know going to movies and what have you. And I think your analysis of box office has been, I, I think, has been incredibly interesting over seeing over the years, watching how trends form and seeing the you know seeing things from a perspective you've taken as far as just analyzing math and like seeing <laughs> you know seeing seeing like what potential there is for movies just based off common logic that you can pretty much figure out and the way you've expressed that through your writing it's it's been neat to you know it's been neat to kind of you know come around to thinking in a a certain way as far as analyzing how movies do um from a kind of a logistical standpoint when considering you know how opinion factors in with audiences oh absolutely i mean first of all thank you obviously um but no it it's it's obviously makes you more cynical because you know as i especially over the last two three four years as movie going has changed in terms of who goes to movies, how many people go to movies and the extent that people spend more of their money on a smaller pool of theatrical films, you know, I'm much more cynical about, you know, what movies have a shot in hell of making money. And frankly, you know, I, I'm, I'm always shocked when I, I read or see people bemoaning some, you know, something like silence that never had a chance in hell. I mean, it's a good movie, but, you know, on, on what planet was that going to be a blockbuster? It's also, it's yeah, three hours. hours. Yeah, it's one of the most uncommercial movies I've ever heard of. And that's okay. You know, it's not my money. But, you know, it, just, it, it it's driven me nuts over the last, especially over the last year or so, where it's like, you know, this, the failure of this obviously uncommercial movie proves that cinema is dead. I mean, I love Mother, but that wouldn't have been a hit in 1975. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's, I mean, even just in the, you know, four and a half years that I've been at Forbes, it's, in my mind, it's just changed so much. Mm-hmm. And I, it's weird because, you know, I, on one hand, I don't think Spielberg and Lucas were correct about the whole, they're going to have two or three of these mega blockbusters are going to flop and, you know, what do we do now? But I do think, 
the industry has sort of cut out the middle class movie almost by accident. Because I, you know, I, I don't. That's think an interesting proposition there. Because I, you know, I certainly don't think that people, you know, even people that are at the executive level, don't necessarily grow up saying, "Oh, you know, I want to make movies when I grow up. I want to run a studio so I can re- greenlight movies based on the emojis." You know, all due respect. And you know, I, I, you know, obviously the people that make that movie are trying to make a good film, and you know, they try to make something out of what is, you know, arguably a brand cash-in. But again, you know, that's that's not the dream. You know, the dream isn't, you know, finally getting that Crow reboot off the ground after 10 years. You you mentioned the kind of the Spielberg-Lucas prediction thing or whatnot. And you, in this summer, I mean, we saw things like Transformers and Pirates. Now, granted, you know, five, six movies into the franchise, I get that they're not going to necessarily be as huge as they once were. But is, isn't that kind of the result that you're getting where they do somewhat implode? Like, they're, I mean, Pirates was successful, but at the same time, you could argue why it's not in America, at least, uh, compared to where it was. I mean, it's... It is like things coming to a head to a sort, and I'm very curious where the future does go with those, you know, these bigger blockbusters that are expected to be blockbusters and then kind of have way more than just diminishing returns. Well, I, I first of all, I agree with you more or less, but I also think you know, even in a summer where that happened, we still had a handful of conventional blockbusters and not even just the comic book movies. I'm talking about things like Dunkirk. Or, you know, ba- Dun- or Baby Driver or Girls Trip. Yeah, yeah. Baby Driver. Uh, the Big Sick. That's a movie that last year probably would have, you know, dropped dead at $15 million. And we all would have weeped for the future. But, you know, it made it to 40. And, you know, it, it, it's, you can debate to what extent the success of it is a good or bad thing. My issue, you know, you know it, it's, it's frustrating being a box office nerd and a film critic because they're often two very separate hats. I must acknowledge that a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about it is exactly why it's making a bloody fortune right now. <laughs> because it is a somewhat safe adaptation of that novel. Yeah, that's, um, that's what we covered on our review too. Yeah, and it, it, it's, you know, is that a wonderful, glorious thing to happen? Or is it really just the Beauty and the Beast of horror movies? You know, in, in warts and all. You're, you, it's, you're somewhat the epitome of things that I enjoy about being a, a critic because it emphasizes what we aspire to see in movies because i think you you get this reputation and i know you're aware of this where there's a lot of big blockbusters that you just don't like which is completely fair um whether it's you know the latest marvel movies or the dc movies or whatnot and what i think what matters most because there are plenty of movies that you do love let you know and like big mainstream ones not just like the artsy things that like we're stereotypically supposed to like but things like mad max fury road or gravity were like your two biggest favorite films of those years um And I think what that says to me is it's not that any of us don't want to like some of these big movies is that it's that we want so much to like them that it's disappointing that they're not as good as they could be or they're not yes. even at least good enough to pass, uh, you know, whatever barrier or, you know, bar that we're going for. And I think part of it, and, and this is something one of these days when I have a whole day to write one piece, you know, I call it the Space Jam conundrum. <laughs> you know, 20 years ago, a movie like Space Jam and I'm not one of those people who said, oh, it's some you know, untouchable generational classic, whatever. Yeah. But in 1996, a movie like Space Jam was weird and unique. And it was somewhat of an event because it's a studio movie with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan on an alien planet playing basketball. Okay. And Bill Murray. And Bill Murray and Wayne Knight and you know, various other, you know, other basketball players of that era. And that was a weird, unusual movie to come out in between Ransom and The Crucible and you know, Jerry Maguire. But 20 years later, the opposite is true. 
where a movie like Collateral Beauty is the exception, where a movie like Passengers is the exception, you know, and as opposed to something like, you know, another Harry Potter spinoff or an alien prequel slash sequel or, you know, whatever. And I do think to a certain extent I am harder on those movies than perhaps I was a generation or two ago because they are no longer unique. I no longer can or should grade them on a curve because they're now the standard Hollywood product. The very fact that a movie is expensive and contains lots of special effects and contains lots of action spectacle is no longer special. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, is this a good movie or not? You know, for me, at least, it's the nuts and bolts. Are the characters interesting? Is the writing good? Is the plotting solid? And, you know, subjective opinions notwithstanding, you know, I, I think to a certain extent I do grade movies like Collateral Beauty or you know, Miss Sloan or, uh, you know, the book of Henry on a curve, because those to me are the unique movies that are worth protecting that, that desperately need our protection. And I think one of the issues right now, and I know you and I have Aaron have talked about this before, and you know, I've sort of tried to figure out how to say this without, you know, pissing in my own pool, but I do think there's this weird critical disconnect right now where a lot of critics without assuming any malicious intent or anything like that, find it, you know, almost uh, find it challenging to accept a wholly original premise at face value. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, you know, it's looking wonder in the face and saying, no, thank you. Let me put, let me right. pick you apart. Yes. You know, you know, it, it, it's, you know, 50 shades of gray is irresponsible and horrible, but beauty and the beast is okay because I grew up indoctrinated to that. And then the same people, you know, justifiably say, Golly gee, I wish we had more than just reboots and sequels and nostalgic cash-ins. Yeah. Well, Scott, and this is I, why we love you, Scott. <laughs> we for all the for all the uh, the you know topics that you're bringing up. This is why we love you and have, have love having you on. Yeah, and it's a shame. I know you can keep going, and I'd love to hear more. But we have we have to keep moving. We have the, the, the phone lines are blown up. The, here. the switchboard is crazy. Yeah. But no, Scott, it's been great to have you on to talk with us. Uh, and Thank you for being a, a guest of ours as well. Whenever uh, we uh, ask you to be on, <laughs> to make, oh, absolutely! I wish I could do it more often. If you ever start recording during the weekdays, I'll be on a lot more. Okay. <laughs> no. Thank okay. you, Scott. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Take for care. Sure. The switchboard's lit up. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I think that John Van Dyke is on. Woo! <laughs> Jonathan, how are you doing? Uh, how's it going? Are we are we just live immediately? Is yes, we yes you are. Yes, you're in, you're, in, you're instantly on here with us. Get your beer belly burped out. Oh man, this is uh this is intense since it, it, it's been it's been a while. So it's, I'm not polished anymore. It has been. It's wild. been a minute since you've been on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time you were on the show with us. Um, I can't actually think of it. I don't know. I can, like, I can for... find it eventually. I, don't, I have to. It takes some, it takes some searching. Two, uh, how did you two come in to meet each other? What me and Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we had mutual friends. Um, I actually moved into when I first moved to Long Beach. I moved into a house, and our mutual friend Anthony had moved out, and so the housemates were still friends with Anthony, and so I became friends with him, and then through mutual minglings, poof. <laughs> and then through pop culture enjoyment, bigger poof. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, the I'm looking at it now. The last episode. This is a while ago. The last the last episode you were on was the Big Short and in the Heart of the Sea. It was a that was episode. a while ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So just... clearly, you need to get John back onto the show again for yeah. a proper episode. And it's one of those say... movies was better than the other. I know, and and of course the the issue is always getting to the movie the weekend it's reviewed, <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of. You know, it's just like I haven't really found that that group of people that demands that we all go like on that Friday or something like like, for example, it will surprise Aaron, not the least that I've been dying to go see Mother and I'm hoping to finally see it on Monday if it exists in any theaters anymore. <laughs> what, 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 what gets me is that like I, it's so much fun to hear your opinions on movies and at the same time I don't know what to expect a lot of times. Sometimes same I'll be here. like sometimes I'll be like I know what John's going to think. I feel like we're going to be on the same wavelength and you'll prove me completely wrong and be like nope, did not like that. <laughs> and other times you'll be like, "You know what? This Marvel movie did it for me. I I I, I did like this one after all." <laughs> I was gonna say that's usually on like our side banter because like I was thinking that like the hallmark and one of the like almost like annoyances I had was like usually when I came on I saw the movie in theaters and like I don't know about you guys I don't I feel like maybe you're the same way but you have to see everything where if I go to the theater like however they package movies you know since at least the last 10 years or so, I am usually 90 to 95% confident that I will like enjoy the experience or at least know what the experience will be. So it's like kind of hard. So like my surprises of either liking it or disliking it or who knows generally come more in like VOD or like Netflix or or, or anything like that. So I'm going to keep that in mind for the future now, because if you're watching tons of VOD and Netflix, we'll, we'll just have you review some of the things that you're watching and that we watch together, too. Well, there's also, because, John, you're a big TV guy, like you're, or at least you try to be as far as... Right, uh, right, right. Things, which is, but we, we mentioned this earlier, I think, about our Lost episodes, and you were famously on one of our... Fam- <laughs> not famously, the... because no one heard it, <laughs> you were, but you were, yeah. a part, you were part of one of our big Breaking Bad episode discussions, which was a great discussion that we completely lost. It was gone. To the ether. There was a time where we just we just hashed out an entire like season of all of television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were we were that. I I can't believe I used to be a person. I've cut I've tried to cut back so much on TV. I used to be a person who felt that like I was so into TV that I had to give every pilot of even like network shows, maybe even CBS shows, a try. <laughs> Uh, that's also a long-standing Wait, joke in ours. So, so you're, you're saying you don't have a review of young Sheldon burning up your ears right now? <laughs> I was going to say, and then there's like, oh my gosh. I saw Alan Seppenwall like, did some like double review of young Sheldon and like some like Doogie Hauser, but like self-serious drama. The Good Doctor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just like, I'm glad I'm just going to like sit on the sidelines here. And if somebody tells me in like a few weeks I have to see something... You know, see that's I try. I try to do that now with you. I try every now with like new ones come on. I'm like, I, I want to give a shout out to this. I want to see what John thinks of it because I think there's some good stuff that caught crops up every now and then. And now, right now, you you you're catching me on a on a Prime, Amazon Prime binge. I hadn't looked at. I haven't been on Amazon Prime Video in like a year and a half. So like, well, that's because that's because Hulu and Netflix are winning all the Emmys. 
I know, right? <laughs> of course, who has the tick? Amazon. Yeah, it's Amazon Prime. Which I, got which, the Oscar. Which I enjoyed quite Amazon a bit. Prime. I like the tick. I was a fan. Uh, I'm yeah. on episode four, and I've been enjoying it. I actually just squeezed it in because I had YouTube TV for this is my last day of a free job for YouTube TV. <laughs> and I just squeezed in Top of the Lake China Girl. And, like, Top of the Lake is just so bizarre and awesome. Like, <laughs> that is a that is a thing that of which it would be fun if that was, like... Because, you know, that would normally be... You know, Jane Campion would normally make that in a movie, but she's instead making these, like, weird six-hour movies that exist in this weird world of Sundance. Yeah, Sundance TV, the Sundance channel, <laughs> which is like... <laughs> I, I'm one to laugh. I love that show, um... Oh my god! I just forgot it. The uh, it starts with an R. Ricky and the Flash. No, that's rectify. Rectify. Jeez, I was like, so it was like my favorite show for three years. I forgot the title. I'm that Jonathan knew. I was gonna say like I didn't. I was like, I'm interested to hear what show I haven't heard of. But then you described it, and it was easy. But no, yeah, rectify was one that I was I was a huge fan of, and that's like, yeah, that was like on the. <laughs> the Suntan shelves. <laughs> I know we have really we're going off the rails though. This is a movie. Part. I know. I know. Well, but what, if your strong well, you, suit is television, we got to go with what, your strong what, suit. What are you looking forward to? I was gonna say. I. I mean, I don't know. I am. Uh, I'm actually pumped because uh, Prime had a few that I wanted to lay. I'm, I'm picking up a lot of movies. I'm on a movie like kick now because I just moved and we have a an iTunes account that like pretty much is not by me but somebody else generating almost every movie that comes out for the most part oh. um and those people like all the popular ones and then they like even and then like for some reason they like the very off-brand indie like i noticed on their box so like i was able to pick up colossal finally yeah which I don't think I liked as much as I wanted to, mm-hmm. but I respected it way more than I thought I would because its tone is so bizarre. Like, its tone is just, like... I just like things that, like... I mean, obviously, I said I wanted to see Mother, so I like challenging weird things. And, like, I thought Colossal was just going to be a cute little Indian. Instead, it was, it like, really... Not, not just a, a dark, bizarre, like, commentary on God knows what. <laughs> on on male, male aggression and alcoholism. I know. <laughs> and, it's, and I think it's really good. Yeah. And so, like... I, and, like, I finally watched Edge of Seventeen... I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. I'm on the same page with you there. I was going to lie. Like, I was ready to love that movie. I love Haley Steinfeld. Like, I like, obviously, we all like Woody Harrelson. Well, I mean, and I think yeah. those performances are solid. But, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying because it, it wasn't one where it's like, this is the next big thing. I was just like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's a good movie. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then I'll tell you what movie I really liked that I picked up. And, like, that one hit the wheelhouse exactly as it was, like, you know, advertised, but I feel like I don't know if people didn't go see it, it didn't get a wide release. I remember seeing previews for it, but 20th Century Women, I thought, was like one of the favorite things that I've seen in the last few months. I can I can see you definitely oh. digging that. That seems like a movie that you, you'd really like, and I, I'm not surprised to hear that. But yeah, I, I think that's another movie that's really well acted and whatnot. I I wasn't as huge on it as I know others were, but I still I I respect it in the same way that you respect like Colossal. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's been I've been I fell off on Blockbuster season a little bit. I saw Transformers because you know I got a I got a ride from my Michael Bay <laughs> giant robot. Yeah. 
I mean, had, we should have had him on for Transformers. Who may? I mean, but I didn't see it in time for you guys. That's the problem. Uh, that's the problem. Was, yeah, yeah. So we'll I was be... also trying to convince people to go with me, and in the end, I had to just go by myself. But like, and you really it's... won that battle, I assume. <laughs> so... yeah. I mean, we texted afterwards. It was the, this was the first Transformers that was a little hurtful to me. I agree. I <laughs> I was in the same boat. Yep. But John, John, I, even it's, though it's... I still love Transformers for the idea that like. If you're going to go see a movie in a giant screen with a sound system that is worthy, that takes advantage of it. Um, when I saw Baby Driver, I, yeah, that would have been an intro. I, you, if you had got me for that, that would have been. I would have been super conflicted. I liked it a lot, and but the further away you get from it, the like probably the less shine it keeps well, that's a that's a conversation i want to have for another time uh, but, but John, <laughs> that being said we'll definitely have you on again soon but thank just, you sir. okay uh real quick uh, yeah. um so but anyway uh yeah so i guess my intrigue is just how how uh, my question for you guys and i was told i was supposed to ask anniversary questions okay. is, <laughs> is what is your like um what do you think you bat when it comes to your predictions for movies and how you'll think of them that's so not that like you'll think you'll questions. like it, but like regardless if you think you'll like it, you'll hate it, or you think it'll be neutral. How one out of or X out of ten movies do you think you were like, wow, I like God, I had no idea that I was gonna feel that way afterwards. I don't hmm. think it, honestly, I don't think it's very high for me. Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm happy to be surprised or and you know not happy to be disappointed, but it's, it, I think it's the ones that stand, stick out on my top ten list are generally the ones that. Even if there's somewhere I assume that I'll really like it, like, say, a Quentin Tarantino movie, for the most part, movies that make it into my end-of-year lists, those are ones that were like, wow, this not only delivered for me, but it delivered way more than my expectations lie. Something like like The Lobster last year was like, I'll probably like this, but it was like, this movie was awesome for like a lot of reasons. Like It's yeah. just things that really stick out or stick with me, especially movies that come out earlier in the year that stick with me throughout the rest of the year. And predicting that is tough, so I would, that's why, again, I say my... Batting average is not necessarily very high for that kind of thing because I just can't predict that, which is what mm -hmm. I kind of rely on for wanting to like movies. I'd say that I'm batting around uh, 60, 70, 6 out of 7, uh, or 6 or 7. Uh, and that's I generally agree with Aaron because um, I get a feel from the trailers that I watch, but uh, I, I'm always leave that room for being surprised. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, um... JVD, thank you, sir, for being on, and we'll definitely get you on again soon. This is too good to pass up. All right, guys. Well, uh, congratulations on 300 episodes. Um, always a pleasure. I try to. I generally have to tune in very retroactively, but I, I think the last time I had, I like needed you guys was like you. You did enough on the new Alien movie where I. Like, <laughs> I, I needed more conversation always <laughs> when it comes to alien mythology. <laughs> okay, man. Well, good to hear from you, John. All right, guys. Yeah. Okay, that the light, the switchboard is been the lit switchboard up. It's bleeding and, into our eyes yeah. now. So, let's, so, let's... so coolly waiting is uh, is uh, Jose Cordova. Hello. How are Jose. you doing today, sir? Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it has been a while. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. I'm uh, getting ready to tech in soon. Probably after this conversation. All right. Well, fortunate, <laughs> fortunately for you, because it has been a while, but there is there there is another Wayne the D is Silent the Rock Johnson movie coming out this Christmas. It's a little thing called Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. So you'll definitely be on that episode. With oh us. yes. Uh, oh which, yes. Which I, I think which I think looks great. By the way, I, I'm I'm way more excited than I need to be for a Jumanji movie. But here we are. 
Yeah, you know, I was I was trying to give him some credit for uh, uh, Baywatch, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe. But like, the more I saw, the less I was like sure about it. Uh, but with this one, I really, I'm just like, please God, be good, like, uh, <laughs> or at least better than uh, than Baywatch. But See, so that, far, signs to to good. That's exactly why you weren't on this summer because you because we did not want to do Baywatch, so we didn't have you. <laughs> yeah, because as we as as, list, guys. as listeners know. If there's a Dwayne Johnson movie out, that means Jose Cordova is coming on the podcast. So we got we got you we got you in for Fate of the, Fate of the Furious, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I thought so. Yeah. Definitely. And also, if Jeremy yeah. Renner's doing drugs in a movie, you're definitely on. Oh yeah. Got to got to find the chems, man. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever they may be now. Yeah. Jose, you are one of the guests that we brought on fairly early on too, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you and I know each other personally, so it's uh, it's weird because you and I we don't we've never seen like a movie together or anything like that. No, it still hasn't happened, and uh, I, we've we've like slowly inched closer to being in the like same region. Uh, I'm a little bit closer to the Bay Area now, and I was actually in the city yesterday, um, but we still haven't actually made that happen yet. But it, it'll it'll happen. It'll happen for sure. Yeah, and we've definitely talked about uh, other things that we we could do for the show as well, uh, which probably still in the works. Yeah, I'm I'm always down. Uh, I think that's a you know to get into the little sort of like the. Not to call it mushy bit, but uh, one of the the great things that I love being a guest on here is that it gives me an outlet for you know as somebody who doesn't do this like as a as a full time gig sort of the way that that Aaron does. I know Abe, you don't. No, um, yeah, you're, you don't do it full time. But uh, as somebody you know like yourself who doesn't do it, this is always a great outlet for me. Like I have friends who enjoy movies and all that, but sometimes it's always great to dive deeper on stuff and you know enjoy some of the nerdy bits about uh, watching movies and and all that comes with that. That's always great to hear, and I remember like one of the first uh, one of the first times that we had you on with uh, uh, friend of the show Christian Spicer. You're like, dude, I love his stuff, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, uh, it's cool that we can kind of connect people that would would never really connect, and then have them on the same show. Yeah, I think so. I was on with Christian one time, and then um, I was on with Scott Mendelson, who at that time that was also uh, and still is really cool. I've had been following his work for a little bit, um, and it's been cool to meet some people through. Through you guys, that like Brandon, he's always cool. I was following his stuff before uh, because I heard him on your guys' show, actually. Um, but that's always uh, that's definitely a perk uh, we're, on my we're, end. We're anyway. a breeding ground for, for film, film, film Twitter celebrities. That's that's what goes on. Here. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the this is the club you want to be in we're, for sure. We're the anvil <laughs> of movie podcasts. That's, oh, that's what we, have going. we started. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a documentary in like thirty years. Um, how we yeah, never made the, it big, uh, but we the, exactly. <laughs> what's that CalArts uh, classroom that all the Pixar people? Uh, uh, a- a- that's a- always a- yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's, it's <laughs> like the same thing, man. It's where all the cool people were. But, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Jose. I mean, yeah, obviously, I, I, I met you through Abe and, and adding you to the show and everything, and it's always been great to have you here. I, 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 I try to say, I'm trying to phrase it as good as possible. I, I think the. Um, the dynamic that we that you know the three of us share when we have a show together, along with whatever guests we have that week, is that it, it comes from exactly what we started this podcast as, which is you know a casual film conversation where it's not about having like the it's co- it's cool to have like you know critics that are you know that are I guess more esteemed, which we've had some at some point, but like yeah. people you know people that write for like a profession or what have you, but also just to like, kind of give voice to Abe and I, let alone you and other guests who you know, have opinions on films or whatnot and, you know, try to kind of tap into the film world, but necessarily, you know, they didn't, you know, we didn't go to like Yale to study journalism or anything like that. So it's like just having conversations that really get to just some like honest thoughts on a movie and the best way that we can express it, where I I do think they're, you know, 
our our opinions are just as valid as anybody else's, and I I, I, I like that we. And sometimes they're actually better than, than some of the professional. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like you know, sometimes uh, I'm sure you guys have come into this too, where you're reading someone's article and you're like, "This is poorly written," or you're listening to someone else's podcast and you're like, "You know, I would have phrased it differently." Yeah, and I think uh, one of the things that I love about the show and being on with you guys is that. Uh, like like you were saying, uh, Aaron, a lot of it, it just comes from a love of movies, like, right? One of my, like, the reason that I sort of got, wanted to start getting deeper into um, watching movies and analyzing them and just talking about them is that one of the big reasons I started watching movies was it was a great way that uh, my dad and I bonded when I was a kid mm-hmm. was uh, watching sort of, like, really cheesy action movies that it didn't matter if they were in English for him. Because like watching Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you don't. It doesn't really matter what language they're speaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like cool stuff is cool stuff, and there's an art to that. That or Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was a big one for us too when I was a kid. Um, because even watching some of those crappy dubs of his like uh you know Chinese movies, there's there's uh good action and good comedy and stuff like that. It's like universal, especially like Jackie Chan stuff. And so I think there's it's always fun to chat with people who appreciate some of the quote unquote lowbrow uh genres out there i mean genre film uh, in general i think is sort of more widely regarded now but i think that's one of the reasons i love chatting with you guys about stuff oh that's really nice. did you watch the uh, the the latest jackie chen movie which lego uh, ninjago oh the ninjago movie oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was, you, I was like <laughs> this, so not, I, not I, the one with pierce brosnan no, actually that movie i keep calling by the way whenever like it'll come up like anna and i or i'll talk with somebody i keep calling it my dead family because that's just what the movie is and it's just like because that's that's all it is that's, that's what happens it's very sad and it, it looks good like i'm looking forward to it and it has a good cast and martin martin campbell's the director and everything but i just keep calling it my dead family because it's just jackie chan's my, it's another it's the same type of movie where it's like oh my dead family jackie chan looks like he's gonna kill everybody in that movie <laughs> yeah yeah we just watched the uh, i watched kingman kingsman yesterday and uh with the trailer for that uh, i was with my buddies and we're all very very excited for that it looks pretty good but yeah, was it, like, are there any movies that you're looking forward to in the, in the coming year here yeah definitely um jackie chan for sure uh <laughs> you know there, but there's stuff coming in the fall that uh that i'm really looking forward to uh i mean we got star wars coming from from ryan johnson obviously Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a huge uh, Star Wars like lore guy. I don't really dive into anything outside of the movies. But uh, I've been a fan of Ryan Johnson for a long time, like a lot of people. And especially, you know, with all the recent news, the fact that his production seems to be sort of like the least volatile of all of them, which in itself is kind of surprising. I think that kind of bodes well. Um, and it seems, by all accounts, that it's going to be really good. So I'm, I'm definitely really looking forward to that. I think it if he's going to make a war-style Star Wars, I'm all in. I, th- well, I think it helps that it's following, like, a previous entry, where it's not this, like, uncharted territory of, hey, here's a spin-off mm-hmm. movie we can toss around. Yeah. I think it's there's a clearer path to go on when you're doing the episodic movies, and that's why there hasn't been any real... I mean, there, there was some reshoot stuff with J.J. Abrams' movie and everything, but... It, and you know, episode but there's nine, always issues for every movie. There's always issues for every movie. And episode nine obviously lost its director, but at the same time, that movie hadn't even started filming yet. So it's yeah. uh, it, it's less surprising for me to hear something like episode eight went off like a hitch. Apparently, so we'll we'll find out. But uh, but no, yeah, I'm certainly obviously looking. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I, of the three of us, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan here. So I, you I'm are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, I think probably other than that, the biggest thing that I've been looking forward to, especially with all the buzz that's been building up lately, is uh, Shape of Water. Oh, I'm yeah. a huge uh, Del Toro guy. Uh, you know, I remember, like I said, when I was getting into movies, it's probably like late high school era for me. And then Pan's Labyrinth came out, and uh, I, I was like aware of Del Toro, but I think I was mainly aware from like 
they're like Blade Two, and like I hadn't watched any. I hadn't watched Kronos and some of his other Spanish language stuff yet because I just wasn't diving into like foreign cinema at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was cool to get this movie that's coming out. It's got like you know Oscar buzz, and it's like a weird fairy tale from like a Mexican director. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and he, you know, come to find out, he's like this big chubby Mexican guy who <laughs> loves movies. And I'm like, that's me. That's him. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've always felt like a kinship with him, uh, and just like then diving into like reading up more about him, um, and just uh, the way that the he's one of those filmmakers. You guys ever see like a you know, if you watch like a run of the mill action movie, sometimes you go like, like if if I had like enough training, like I could have made that movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing really that. Yeah, I think about that all the time with Transcendence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but Del Toro is one of those guys, right? There's like there's a lot of those guys that, uh, or we have a lot of them working in the industry now. But he's one of those guys that you watch a movie and you're like, that could only come from him. Like, there's no way anybody else could have made that movie. Um, sure, I completely. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Shape of Water. It seems like it's it's sort of this uh, this this peak Del Toro where he's got like you know his weird monster stuff in there with like a you know setting in the past, just the the, the uh, design of everything but then the story comes together as well um I, i'm just really uh excited about it i wasn't huge on um crimson peak, peak. yeah i don't aaron and i weren't yeah, either it was all right, I, I, right. I, I think it's it's grown on me for sure i mean always as far as a production design it, yeah but yeah i know course. what you're yeah. saying yes yeah so yeah, yeah. we'll definitely have to have you on as guillermo del toro when we talk about the shape of water <laughs> <laughs> but yeah jose, but jose good to hear from you it's always great hearing from you Definitely, definitely. Uh, and I just like uh, wanted to say thank you guys for bringing me onto the show. I know it was like, uh, like you said, Aaron, I'm definitely not a guy who was like, I'm not, a, I, I didn't study film, you know, I'm not one of those guys. I didn't study journalism, anything like that. Um, but you like, I, said, I think it's a, yeah, well, it's a, it's a love of movies, though. And I think that's what yeah. it comes down to. I think that's probably one of the reasons that your guys' show is always so fun and the reason that you've been able to make it to this many episodes that it's love of film and a passion guys for you guys to do this week in week out and sometimes more than once a week with it's it's really impressive and i'm just uh, like honored to be a part of it well thank you thank very you much, so much that's very, very humbling kind. and uh, you know as, uh, as always got to get those chems okay we'll see you later <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they... have you guys yeah. done a commentary for heat we we i think we've talked about doing one uh, but heat, we... well the problem with that is it's two hours and 45 minutes of the long commentary yeah. Yeah, uh, but, uh, other michael mann films though there are some that may work because just because they're a little shorter but yeah that's my advice some that's not that's not that much shorter <laughs> but no good question Jose. i mean that's something to that's something to consider in the future because uh yes, we love doing the commentary tracks. Right, okay man we'll see it thanks Jose. Later. So, the phone lines have been working up. Yep. The, the the This one just ran off the hook and almost out my door. But here he is. I think the next call we have is from uh, Michael Lee. Hello. Hey, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? We're, uh, we're hanging along in there. Here. Yeah, yeah we're, we've got a lot. Of, we've been getting a lot of great uh, calls from uh, past guests. And you're certainly one of those guests. I mean, I, I love uh, you and your work uh, with uh, everything that you're writing online. But also, you basically have a really good uh, view of movies, and I, I appreciate that very much. Well, thank you. That thanks for the compliment. I appreciate that. It's a. I was just thinking of like how we met, and it's basically just screenings as usual. That's pretty much the uh, yeah. Basically, you guys just running into each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we see each other in L.A. or whatnot. Um, I think one key moment was like I, I had met you previously, and then like 
I was in line for Need for Speed of all things, and you and you spotted me, and you, you helped me get into that screening like way easier than just like yeah, exactly. And I remember that you were waiting in the general uh, like public line, and I was like, oh, why don't I just bring you in as my guest? <laughs> and the rest was history because now there's 17 Need for Speed movies that we all love dearly. That's how it happened. Exactly. No question about well, starring it. Starring Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really? Was that that was the, that was actually a really cool uh, thing to do? That's really kind. I mean, just like, hey, just join me. You know, let's get you out of this GA line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a minute since you've been on like a proper episode. I, I I'm looking at. It. I, I think La La Land might have been the last time you were on the show with us. Well, according to my yeah, uh, the Skype status thing, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a good way to tell. God, time flies. That's December, and now it's, that was, uh, yeah, it's that was almost like October. Nine months ago. Yeah, jeez. So. They, they almost won Best Picture. <laughs> it almost won Best Picture. Yes. If no one bothered to look at the envelope. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh, ever since uh, that, I mean, you've, uh, you're still doing your stuff. And uh, is there an episode that you remember famously that you were on that perhaps – you just disagreed with us on? I think it was Miss uh, Peregrine's uh, Home for Peculiar Children. But plus five points for getting the title right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, how do you say your name again? <laughs> that one was, uh, it was okay. I was on the plus side of it. I admired yeah. more. I admired it as a kind of like, well, this is a YA thing with uh, with Burton adding a little bit more flair than normal on these movies, <laughs> but. I think I yeah. think I might have been on Michael's side. I was just, it felt disjointed and I didn't really care for it, so it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> see it again. <laughs> well, you when you mentioned it, I was like, that was a movie, and yeah, it was. That's that's how little I remember of it. Also, yeah, there was like I, another I, I, Burton movie that came out that I definitely don't remember the name of. I think it's like the one where he's a vampire. Uh, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows yeah, with that, with, with uh, yeah. Johnny Depp. Good old yeah. Johnny Depp. Well, that's just not a good movie. That's the that's, that's the issue there. <laughs> <laughs> also, a big fan of your Instagram. Uh, just you taking photos of uh, yourself at, at, with the movie props. Yeah, it's just random movie props from random movie posters. So, whatever I see at, at the junkets or the screenings. Did you uh, Did you see Mother? I was curious. I we talked about this briefly. I think we saw each other just yeah, last thought... week at um, what was it? Uh, Ninjago, right? Michael, is it there? Oh no, switchboard. Michael. Michael, Michael! Come back. <laughs> Aaron, I've got I've got to put you on this rope here. You've got to go into the other world to get him and I'll pull you out. Okay, I'm reaching in. Michael. Okay. Michael. Follow my voice. What happened? We need to know your thoughts on mother. Where'd you go? We got Oh, it's his eye. Oh, Hold on. He's going through a tunnel. We're we're desperately trying to get Michael back what on, happened? on the switch. Michael Lee. Lee Lee. Where'd he go? I hope it was... Oh, my God. <laughs> We've been doing so well. <laughs> it has switchboard. Little, it has a little question mark on his Skype thing. I don't know what that means. What it's very confusing. Mean? I've never seen that logo before. <laughs> uh, he's probably, he's probably like, in Apache area. Oh, this is unfortunate. Oh, now we'll never know what he thought about Mother. That's such a shame. We lost Michael while we were doing this thing. We had such a good... Re- there, there was no, like, drops whatsoever. We had this going the whole time it was working. And and now uh, we'll, we'll hopefully we get him back. Let's see if we can get him back. Otherwise, uh, uh, you know, we'll sh- we'll be sure to get him on again. Um, 
coming up in this fall. I'm sure there's tons of movies. Oh that yeah, we'll, we'll get them back on the show proper. Let's um let's let's move on to our. I think the switchboards are still ringing. I mean, unfortunately, okay. one switchboard one switchboard ends, the other one begins. That's what I always say, starting now and ending now. Uh, so here we go. Let's let's see what let's see what's on the line now. Let's uh, let's, uh, let's who's ringing? Ring ring ring. Let's let's uh. <laughs> we're doing we're doing our own sound effects now. Yeah, beep beep ring ring. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think we have one. I think we have a call here. Is is that Maxwell Hatted? Yes, it is. Hey, oh, there he Maxwell, is. Maxwell, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for being on our show here. Thanks for having me, as always. Uh, Maxwell of Maxwell's Chop House. Uh, so if you go there, you can ask for, you can mention Aaron and Abe, and you're going to get a free water. I think that's what the deal was. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, the... They might even might even throw in a lemon wedge. Yep. <laughs> Whoa! That's fancy. That's how you know it's a New York restaurant. That's how, that's how it goes right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lemon wedges for all. <laughs> We're uh, we're uh, talking about this, and you've known Aaron, right? Uh, you guys met uh, at Comic Con, was it? No, no, I was. Uh, we, uh, my fiance and I just were in Disneyland a couple years ago, and Aaron and his girlfriend met up with us for dinner at uh, Downtown Disney. Yeah, that was our first time like meeting in person. But... Like, you guys no, 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 no. But that that was after having known each other. But before ah. that, it was just I think randomly just Twitter is how we met each other. Yeah, we just yeah through Twitter. Yeah. But uh, no, Maxwell, it's it's been it's been great to have you, you know, w- you know, it, within the world of the show over the years. Um, it's been great to have you on various episodes. But it was also great for you, Brandon, and I to have that basically brief stint uh, with the Ichapod Crane cast, of course, which led on to a couple other podcasts that we uh, tried to move forward with. Yeah, we did our uh, what was it, the Jack and Chloe adventure? Oh yeah, that's or right. something. Yes, there are twenty four podcasts devoted to the the re- the return of Keeper Sutherland and. Um, Mary Lynn Raskob to 24. And then, yeah, we, we, uh, Sleepy Hollow just stopped being a show we really cared about, which was unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that, was... that is unfortunate. That, that's like, uh, cause that was a great podcast name. When Aaron mentioned that, I was like, that's a really clever name. Ichapod Cranecast. The, the only thing you need yeah. to say about the podcast, regardless of the show or the quality of our podcast, <laughs> the fact that the title of the show was good <laughs> is what mattered. <laughs> yeah. No, th- those were fun to do because it, it added like an extra level of engagement for me with those shows. And then, having smart, funny people to talk about them with afterwards. And, you know, I think a few people listened. So that was like a nice ancillary benefit of being on your show to start with. Yeah, for sure. I, I, that was that was a fun pro- – like that was like literally like a Brandon Maxwell, I just saw this crazy show. We should talk about it. And we just kind of did. <laughs> it just kind of happened yeah. for a while. It and, happened like very organically. It wasn't pre-planned or anything. You know, you know, since then, and I, I found this unfortunate because I, I, I like your voice as far as when it comes to kind of expressing your thoughts on like the state of cinema, let alone society and, and societal commentary mm-hmm. within cinema. And you've, you've, you've attempted a couple times to, you know, put together your own podcast and I'd love to hear more of what you have to say about films and see you kind of go forward with that. So I really hope that, you know, I also want to be on that podcast while being, while being busy and whatnot with other things. I hope you get back on the, you know, get back on the bandwagon soon as far as doing something like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it, it's, you guys are lucky because you make a great team. It's very <laughs> difficult to try and do it just yourself. And anytime I've ever attempted to find like a constant co-host, it doesn't pan out. So hmm. the idea was to just have a different co-host each week, but it's it just hard to schedule people. And, you know, I have so much respect and admiration for what you guys are able to pull out, pull off, you know, on a weekly basis. You always have such a great revolving door of guests and interesting topics and you do all your bonus episodes. So, you know, it's one thing when big players like, you know, 
Nerdist and Doug loves movies and Mark Marin who like dedicate their life to podcasts do it, but that you guys yeah. just do it for the love of it. I think it's so so great, and I have so much respect for it. Which Thank just, you. Which is why, just like Mark Marin, we're eventually going to get Obama on the show. I mean, it's just a matter in, of time. in our garage. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's important to have goals, guys. So go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Maxwell, what? Uh, uh, do you remember you've been on I think you've been on some of the, our commentaries and our specials as well do you like any one format over the other yeah I was you know I was uh, spending a little time earlier thinking about um, my various times on the show and I have to say I think my favorite one was the Star Wars commentary oh yeah uh, you know I, I don't as much now listen to commentaries um, as I used to when I was single um, like 10 years ago in college and stuff. I just don't find the time anymore. But it was the first time, I guess maybe I'd done one other one with you guys before, but it was the first time where I did a commentary for a film I like truly love and feel like I knew a lot about. So it's just a really fun experience. And I love that you guys do those because, you know, it's great to get like the filmmaker's perspective, but to have fans talking about a film they like and, you know, what it means to them is a really cool way to experience a movie. That's that's really why I love and I, I think all of us love doing the commentary tracks because there is a we don't purport ourselves to have been involved in the film in any way. I say that very openly because it's for one thing it's obvious, but also it's like why. Um, and I, I certainly support the idea of anybody seeing or, or listening to any of the commentaries that come with films. I mean, it's one thing to hear you know a couple guys that like movies a lot talk about it, but it's another thing to hear you know Lucas or Fincher or Del Toro right. or Ridley Scott talk about these movies that they made. Um, and you know, knowing those you know the gritty behind the scenes details as well as whatever anecdotes they have. But I do think that, like you just said, having a fandom for something like this as well as being fairly knowledgeable on the subject i think it really provides a unique perspective which i think people really respond to which is why we like doing them every month right and i i have to say another thing i i really love about you guys is that there's a lot of other you know film fan podcasts out there some of whom do commentaries and then also do the you know weekly uh reviews of movies like you guys do and even when you don't like things you guys generally keep a very like level-headed even tone you try to focus on the positive, not get too snarky or nasty. And I think it's important in an increasingly cynical community of uh, film fans to like make a point of being positive and optimistic and choosing to celebrate what you love instead of wallowing on the negative. Because, of course, there's tons of movies we see that we don't like, right. but we don't have to talk about those over and over again and beat the dead horse. We can just like move on. And if it's something you're passionate about, then focus on the things you're passionate about. And I think you yeah. guys do a great job of that. Thank you for that. And that's, that's actually something we talk about on the show a lot, too. Of just, um, It's not easy to make a movie. Uh, it's, it no. takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of money. So whatever be, is being produced on the screen, there's a lot of people involved that don't deserve all the toxicity that might come with it, uh, even if we didn't like a movie. So we're always trying to give it some merit and also talk about its demerits, but we're never going to trash a movie. I mean, it's not it's it's not only it's not only why I, you know, I don't like to it's not only that I don't like to. Yeah, like, like you just said, Abe, kind of like go off on a movie that even if I truly disliked it, I try to you know find. But it's also it's it's that exact thing where it's yes, there is a lot of effort being put into these things. Mm -hmm. And I don't be, I don't begrudge anyone for trying because right. it's, it's far more than so many other people do um, to kind of put yourself out there and be like, this is this thing I made. Even the most cynical cash grab movie there is, um, that's still, you know, 
what sure a studio greenlit it but at the same time thousands of people probably worked on this thing exactly to, to yeah, like want to, want to do the best job they possibly could even if they know it's probably not going to be the most financially successful or critically well praised it's like no they, they they showed up to work every day and did a thing hoping that you know people would maybe embrace it and if that didn't happen it didn't happen but at the same time while I'm not inclined to, you know, like a movie anymore because somebody tried really hard, I'm not trying to get out soccer trophies here, but I do, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to give way to the idea that, yes, I, people did work on this, so I'm going to give it a time of day. I'm not going to write yeah. something off. If yeah, something I, is trash, we'll definitely call it trash, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, you know, lie or, or try and, like, put lipstick on a pig, but, you know, you don't have to also make it personal or go on and on about it at the same time. Right. Well, Max, what, what other movies are you looking forward to uh, the rest of the year here? Gosh, um, well, I'm going to be going to the New York Film Festival in a couple weeks, so I'm really looking Ooh. forward to seeing uh, Call Me By Your Name and The Meyerowitz Stories, Mudbound, Lady Bird. And, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to uh, The Last Jedi and Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. So it's looking like it's going to be a, a good final quarter of the year as far as uh, cinema going is concerned. Yeah, we, we've had a kind of unofficial poll going as far as movies people are looking forward to, and The Last Jedi and um, Shape of Water Shape of are certainly kind of running away with it right now, which is yeah. pretty understandable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for both cases, I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars, but, you know, Guillermo del Toro is one of my favorite filmmakers, and, you know, this seems to be right in the sweet spot of stuff he can do well. It almost feels like... Uh, spiritual successor to Pan's Labyrinth in terms of the mm. dark fairy tale approach. And I, I don't think he's done a film like that in a while. And, you know, also having it in the English language made make it more accessible to wider audiences who maybe didn't see that or the devil's backbone who aren't as uh, open to watching subtitled films. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> fact that it just looks so good and it's supposed to be so good. Just and it's just yeah, stellar. Yeah. And even if like, even if I was hearing, honestly, I mean, let's be, let's put it honestly here. Even if it wasn't getting good reviews and the trailers were like, whatever, it's a new Guillermo del Toro film. I'm seeing that. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> like... I, mean, I think, it, yeah. For an think... example is, uh, what's the movie we just talked about with the Crimson Peak? Yeah. 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 Plus, you know, I don't want to get too much into like Oscar prognostication, but nothing would make me happier than him being nominated for best director and following in the footsteps of his three amigos friends, uh, Alfonso Coron and, and yeah. Coron, yeah, so for sure. Well, Max, it's been it's been great to you know have you be a part of the podcast, and it's great to been talk to you today on our you know our big episode here. Yeah, yeah, always love having you on on three hundred guys. That's fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Man. And hopefully there'll be uh, three hundred more coming at least. So at least that's what Abe's always saying. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Take it one day at a time. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Maxwell. All right, have a good one, guys. Thank you. See ya. Uh, I think the switchboards are still lighting up. It's getting Switch. late into the evening. It, um, it, it's getting late into our into our fundraising campaign here, and uh, yeah, we still have a few calls here. Yeah, the, uh, it's ringing. <laughs> the light bulb is flashing. I think that the biggest thing we've learned about this podcast is that neither of us have any idea how switchboards work. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the takeaway <laughs> from all well, this. I, I'm not hearing anyone say operator, so <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on here. Well, I'm using the term interchangeably. It goes either way as far as how I use certain adverbs. Like, it just does not make any sense when I'm well, talking so about switchboards. earlier, you had mentioned that we're on rotaries, so maybe, that's, maybe that could be it. That's probably a big part of why it's not as, as functional as possible. <laughs> 
we're using rotary phones in a tele in a in an electronic uh, new world. Well, here. just like John Wick too, they had rotary phones in their weird system. Like it was. It That's was all true. Over. Yeah, those those operators uh, were using rotary phones and still using the classic switchboards that you see in like fifties movies. Is our is our caller here? I I don't know. I don't. Is think our caller? So. Here? No, I. Yeah. <laughs> it's still ringing. Yep, I see that. Uh, so let me let me see let me see if I can like let me, I'm gonna shake it. <laughs> Wait, wait, careful. Don't don't uh, shake up the edge sketch there. I'm shaking it. I'm shaking it hard here. Let me I think I think I got it. I think I got it going. Is that our is that our caller? I think it is. Is that Mark Hoban? Yeah, this is Mark. There it is. Mark we got it. We got it through. Uh, how are you doing today? How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well. We've been on this uh, marathon sprint here. Marathon sprint. <laughs> but uh, Mark, you are one of the uh, one of the original guys from uh, our stable of guests from way back when. That's right. Yeah, I I was actually I remember your show in the very early days of it. Yeah, we we talked earlier with uh, Adam Gentry, a, a friend of the show, obviously, and and that's that was it was that Tree of Life episode, which is like yes, we got you Tree guys of Life. started being on the on and it the wasn't even an actual episode. I had to check. It yeah. actually was between your thirteenth and fourteenth episode, so I wasn't even on a real episode. <laughs> <laughs> but she proved you equipped yourself well enough to get on to real episodes in the future. So it worked well, out. and also I, I feel honored that I got to discuss a movie like The Tree of Life, which I think since then has, you know, only grown in stature. I agree. Yeah, I, I think the, the regard for that film is – I mean, you've seen, like, these various, like, best of the 2010s lists and 2000s and 21st century lists and what have you from various sites. And Tree of Life is a film that often, you know, gets placed in there. And that was uh, for our podcast when we, you know, we started this in March of 2011. When it's, you know, yeah. that's kind of a break period between, you know, the the Oscar films that had just kind of gotten into wide release and the summer season. So something like right. Tree of Life coming out in that June, I believe, um, it was like, yeah, this is like a this is a big one and something it's different. A good one. This is something different from the kind of blockbuster and more mainstream fare that we were talking about at that point in the show. Right, uh, Mark. We we've met through Flickster. That's, that's that's where we go right. To. If people remember what that is, what is yeah. that? Yeah, before Flickster was just like a site for finding where movie times are. It used to be a site where you could write movie reviews, and that's what Mark and I were doing. <laughs> we were we were super reviewers on Flickster. You guys were commenting on each other, saying like, "I don't agree with you." We here, would sir. we would comment on it. They had like a wall back then. There was a whole right. way of commenting and stuff. And that's what we were doing. Um, and then yeah, eventually it's like let's time to time to talk to this Mark Hoban, who, who disapproves of some of the things I write and vice versa. Yeah, who is this? Who is this fascinating fellow? I don't even, I don't remember like disapproving or. Disapproving. No, I'm, I'm kidding, but I mean yeah. <laughs> we've certainly shared opinions and obviously we, you know we kind of interacted and then yeah we've we've now we've formed this kinship through podcasting of all things. So. Uh, and Mark, you're also one of the few guests that have actually met Aaron and myself together in the same room oh yeah. Right. I, yeah i've even recorded a podcast with you in the same room live yeah. we recorded teenage, teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles. turtles yeah out of I, the shadows in a no just the first one just the teenage mutant ninja, ninja turtles oh it wasn't it wasn't out of the shadows oh, no okay. it, was, it was just the first mark's mark didn't bother with the superior sequel <laughs> he was done after that first it was one. a better sequel <laughs> no uh, yeah i never did bother to check that one out but yeah that was the one where we we literally we exited the theater went to the top floor of said movie theater and recorded a show with no permission because we're rebels yep. <laughs> yep. little did the theater know the history that was being made under their very roof <laughs> exactly that night. yeah well that was that was good times for sure that was, that was a yeah. and yeah we have yeah, that 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 is a, that is a rarity that not only were Abe and I together in the same room, but we were able to to meet with one of our other guests and also record all at the same time. Yeah. That's that does not happen too often. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I was kind of looking over 
all the shows i mean i think i i, I didn't add them all up but i i may not have reached 100 shows with you but it's close like it's it's that's a lot <laughs> it's a lot and i've actually i've done a lot of movies with you but i also do a lot of like uh bonus episodes with you right yeah, yeah you're, you're also very uh, familiar with like our commentaries and also our special episodes and our nights episodes so you've been on probably yeah i'd venture to say a third if we, not more we really need to get that intern to log these details down but yes i would i right. venture to say that mark you you're you're in the upper tier if not the most uh, frequent guest on this podcast I, i'd be as yeah. far as number of games won though we also have to get our intern on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't won a lot of games, although I did win one of the summer gambles. That's yes, that you is, did. That yeah. is one of my proudest moments. I mean, that's a show. that's a pretty much a feather in the cap kind of situation, though. Yeah, I mean, there's there's it's less, hard to do. There's less people that have won the summer gamble than have walked on the moon. That's what I always say. <laughs> so, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that's Mind the, blown. That's how rare it is to win the summer gamble and out now there a name. And and I I treat it just as proudly. <laughs> So, you know, you ask Neil Armstrong, I'm, I'm, I feel you're just on the same, same level. I feel the same kind of pride. Well, we, so we, we've talked about Tree of Life. We talked about the Summer Gamble, which you're a big fan of as far as like being involved and whatnot. Are there any other like specific episodes you might remember that you like really disagreed with us on or just stuck out in your mind? Well, I mean, not disagree with so much, but uh, I mean, I always, to be honest, I always enjoy uh, the podcasts that have a disagreement so I, I i actually like it when there's somebody that really enjoys the movie and, and then someone that doesn't um so those are usually my favorites and i mean and i and i like the fact that you know in the beginning uh era of your podcast you didn't have guests in the very beginning and then you slowly started to add them i don't know by the like the 10th or 11th episode so yeah. that's always i think been a, a very strong feature of your show yeah, Thank I mean, you. I think it, as much as Abe and I like talking to each other, and we do, uh, I, do, do. <laughs> I do think there's there's a lot of fun to be had from hearing a variety of different voices, which is why it's great to, you know, have recurring guests, but also have so many different recurring guests that come on the show. Because yeah. like you just said, I mean, it's it's great to hear kind of a diverse level of opinions, whether they all agree or disagree. And something I always enjoy when you're on the show with us is when you do disagree or you disagree with what something else somebody else says, because you have a way of very much laughing at that exchange um, and having that sit in the background as like Marcus or somebody's trying to explain why he doesn't like <laughs> I was, a movie. I was just about to bring up Marcus as well. <laughs> Which, again, also one of my favorite dynamics of the show. You and Mar Mark and Marcus on the same show with us is always a fun time for sure, let alone, you know, all the times are fun. But that, that, that does stick out to me, and I'm happy to have you two on. Uh, which I believe you're the reason we get Marcus on here, right? Because you know, I think you guys were. Yeah, well, and I think the 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 thing about Marcus and I, I think we can disagree with each other and still not take it to heart that we understand that you know we're talking about movies and this is fun stuff and it's just an opinion. So I think you know it, it, we can sort of have that dynamic where it it seems lighthearted. And also, I think you share that with Marcus as well. You tease him about some of the movies that you oh, enjoy that he did not. Teasing during well, that summer gamble. Well, Marcus Marcus has a gift of having the thickest skin of anybody on this podcast. He really so, does. Like, it, yeah, he really does. It pays off well, but and I mean, his dry sense of humor really uh, makes it feel as though he's. He's hurt by it, but he, you know he knows that it's all. We're all being. Oh, very I only imagine he has the biggest smile on his face. But that, let's talk about Marcus. Let's talk about Mark. We got Mark on the line. Here. <laughs> I do also want to add that Mark, uh, I always enjoy that you listen to our shows even when you're not on them, and you also give us feedback on it. So oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, one of those things where it's, uh, it's kind of a rarity. I mean, you know, just to have guests on that that also listen beyond the show that they're on. Oh uh, no, I, I mean even recent, recently. Recently. 
with uh, Darren Aronofsky's mother, I I was really interested in listening to that podcast, and I appreciated like in, again you had people who enjoyed the movie and you had people who didn't enjoy the movie, and and I I, I don't think that you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes you you basically just get guests and you 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 hope there's an inter- interesting dynamic, but uh, you you allow people to whatever you know have yeah. whatever opinion they have, and and that but that was a particularly good show I think because the movie was definitely one that had a lot of different opinions for sure that said like nothing was more relieving to me than the fact that we all love dunkirk and valerian that week like that was yes! I, mean, yeah. like, I was i was exhausted from from comic-con and whatnot and it's just like the the relief not only of like dunkirk fine but like valerian because that movie just like needed help it's like i'm so ha- i'm like i'm happy to not have to like fight for a movie sometimes and valerian's one of those where it's just like yes we all had a common agreement on this weird wacky movie that deserved more love yeah i mean i I, of course i want people to express their opinion and tell the truth but it's always nice when they do think the same way i do and i thought valerian was one of those movies that i sort of was championing and it was nice to see that you guys both also enjoyed the film and there wasn't i mean it didn't seem in the critical world there weren't as many people uh uplifting that movie so you know and of course we're we're all big fans of the fifth element as well so that's probably plays into our love for valerian and and the craziness of luke Pisana and his hair yeah. <laughs> so i mean yeah but you know i was i was also uh, glad to hear that when we were going over our summer box office gamble of just uh, of us naming some of our favorite movies and and Mark you and I were just like yeah dude Valerian's on there right yeah for this year definitely yeah and and I mean I don't know if you want to talk about some of the other like bonus episodes but I've always enjoyed talking about the Academy Awards and how yeah. we have your prediction show and then also the wrap up I mean often I'm on both I'm on the prediction show and then we've had a chance to like get together right after the Academy Awards and record and I always enjoy that sort of like it's off the cuff and it's definitely we're having to comment on you know the Academy Awards in the moment and that's not easy to do because it's easy like a day or two later after all the pundits have like weighed in and you have a chance to think about but we're like you know, commenting right then and there. And I think that's kind of when you get the freshest kind of commentary. Yeah, yeah. fresh out the kitchen. For sure. That's, that's, I mean, as much as, yeah, the summer gamble's fun, but yeah, the Oscars is fun too, just because of, mainly because we're so competitive is about like, no, our pick, was, my yeah. pick's gonna like, we're gonna, I'm gonna get the most right. And then we get immediately yeah. on with like, there goes Abe choosing, choosing a different movie to win best foreign picture. But it's clearly not gonna be that. But, uh, <laughs> Mark, it's 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 been great to have you a part of the podcast for as long as we've you know been going with it and everything. We got to keep moving here, but uh, it's yeah, great yeah. to have you on as well. Definitely, I really appreciate being on and uh, looking forward to another three hundred episodes. Thanks, sir. Sure, man. Well, good good to hear from you, and you'll be on All again right. soon. So okay, thank you. Okay, I think That's our lit up. I think our, well, I think it's our, our last light on the light boards lit up uh, all, all the way from across the across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, I believe uh, is that Alex Billington. Oh my god, it is! <laughs> Alex, how it. are you, sir? I'm very tired. How are you? <laughs> we're we're also kind of tired. We've been uh, going through so many of these calls. We were yeah. uh, we we were talking to uh, your your friend uh, uh, Brad Omen about how you ran away from the country for those fugitive crimes that you're still not uh, being recorded for, and, and now you're, you're living a life yeah, abroad. Sh- with, uh, sh- don't talk about that on the podcast. Come on, you, 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 your, your your super spy skills have kicked in. Your amnesia's almost gone. Like it, it's really worked out for you overall. I think that's the. There's uh, but, gonna be a movie for me about me one day. Don't worry. Yeah, but, but <laughs> no. Alex, it's it's been great to have you on the show over the 
the years that we've been doing this. The um, I I wanted to bring this up right away because uh, there, there's a couple times, a couple a couple episodes in particular that I was thinking about with you. Um, one was um, I believe it was when we reviewed um like Elysium or something like that, and we had the trailer for like Edge of or no, it was Comic Con I think. We saw the footage for Edge of Tomorrow, and then like a year later we got back together to talk about how great Edge of Tomorrow was, <laughs> and uh, I remember reflecting on like. We were kind of like, Doug Lyman's he's been pretty hit or miss lately, and then he comes out with, like, the best action movie of the summer, and is like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is great to see. Yeah. Well, that was good. Tomorrow's great. Way and, interesting. And there was also the Hobbit episodes. So I believe we were able to get you on for all three Hobbit episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, unfortunately, I wish they were better because <laughs> then we could have a good discussion. Well, I because well, I remember standing out from you guys when you were all you guys were all about that first Hobbit movie. You're like, man, fucking Jackson's back, guys! Like he's doing it again, and I'm like, <laughs> I think this is okay. And then, sure enough, as they went on, you're like, yeah, this is okay. Also, like those re- the rest of them. It was were- it was a good fun adventure in the first one. Yeah, I know. That's and I guess I was more hopeful after the first one. Like, oh hey, maybe he's got something going here. But no, you're right. I, I was certainly hopeful, but at the same time, I was like, I told you guys last year that I was okay with this Hobbit movie, and here we are with another one of these. And it's like, it's whatever. I mean, you like that smog? I, I like that smog. I you, hashtag I like that smog. No, no kidding. Uh, Alex, it, by the way, you are also a jet setter because you uh, you're based in Europe, but uh, you fly everywhere for all these film festivals. <laughs> yes, I love film festivals. I have to keep going. Well, it's been, it's, I mean, even since you've joined this podcast, you were in New York for a while and not, you know, you've since headed across the seas and whatnot. And so it is great to still be able to get you back on the show with us because it's, you know, we got to work, work around time, you know, the literal, literal time difference is not just like three hours ahead of us or whatever, but, you know, you're, you're in it's, tomorrow. It's already. the, yeah, you're, you're in the future <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> compared to us right now. This is, this is. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm always happy to, to be on with you guys. This is, you guys are on a good show. It's fun. It's great. Thankfully, not a lot of arguing, which I always get worried about every time I'm about to record. I'm like, oh God, someone's going to hate this show or like hate the movie we're about to talk about. And then it's just going to be brutal. But no. I mean, I have... if you want to be on an episode like that, we can certainly uh, engineer one. No, I don't think so. I, yeah, I see your big like Facebook blog post. Like, I just saw this movie, and it was like, I'll get it. Let's get Alex Valentine. I'll take him down a peg. Let's let's stop talking about. Oh, I'm better at talking about the stuff I love than the stuff I hate. But... I know, so that's why I got to find the movies that I dislike that you're like super big. On, but... <laughs> no, but that, that's what I'm saying. If there's something I really, really love, I'm like, I don't want to get it. There was a movie. I think I don't know if we actually talked about that. That I remember thinking like, oh, I don't want to debate people who don't like this. <laughs> I think. Well, I th- well, I think because uh, we all liked it. Abe, you were traveling at this time, but we did um, La La Land with uh, my girl oh, yeah. Anna and my. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's one where. We all liked it, but you were like, so you were, because you saw it like it's, you saw it early on, right? Like at one of the, um, yeah, tell you right, tell you, tell you right, and you were so like, you, you, I think you even said something along the lines of like, I don't even want to talk to people that like don't have the same. I, I'm not, or like you weren't looking forward to like the backlash <laughs> this movie would get, which of course it did get. Yeah, of course <laughs> but... it did get it, and then it went through its own crazy history. But yes, exactly, that's my point. But also, thankfully, you guys also enjoyed Lava. <laughs> Or even something like Pete's Dragon from last year, where oh like, yeah, that's right, you you love that movie like way more than you might have been expecting to, but uh, it it worked, it it really worked for you, which yes, I liked it too. Not... I thought it was it was good. I <laughs> might not have been as yeah. over the moon, but I certainly. Liked I mean, it. Robert Rever turning into that dragon was one of the best uh, twists I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so. Hey, spoiler! No, um, <laughs> 
I really would now that you, now that you're explaining it this way. Now I really would like to talk about something in a bad way, <laughs> <laughs> or have a have a big debate about it. Like, oh wait, this sucks. No, I, I don't know. It's just easier we'll for me something. to express some love than to express hate. That's or like, it'll be hard for you to convince me to come on the show because I'll be like, yeah, but I don't want to hate this movie for <laughs> hours straight. Which, which is, I mean, that's why it's also fun to have you on for like certain. Like we had you on for the Sundance Film Festival this year, which is I think in the previous yeah. year as well. But that's fun because it does give you an opportunity to not necessarily hate on a movie but talk about movies that you know the ones that you liked as well as some of the ones that maybe you were disappointed in or you weren't you know as big on yeah uh speaking of which are is there a movie that's coming up that uh that we should be looking forward to that you've already seen that i've seen um you've seen probably almost almost everything by now (laughs) i wish you could say that too yes i've seen star wars i've seen no um i would say just because this is the first one that came to mind but you were never really here which is the Joaquin Phoenix one? Interesting. You know this one? It's like a, he, I, he plays like a, no, like a, a follow up to uh, uh, his one with Casey Affleck, which I'm sure it's not. Which has a similar title because it's like I'm not no. there. Exactly. Or, or, yeah. or, uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> so, which one's this one? No, this, I'm trying. This to... is completely completely separate. It's its own thing about like he plays um like a uh, uh, mercenary kind of guy like a uh, but he works as security now where he gets hired to go like rescue people in New York City and he gets hired to rescue this like little girl who's in the sex trade ring and just like ends up um, being this badass guy. It's really, it's like a simple concept but it's done beautifully. It played a can and it's playing, I think in New York or some other film festivals coming up um, from Lynn Ramsey's, the, the woman who directed it. it it's, it's awesome, I loved it. I saw it twice in Cannes because it was so like just perfect, like 90 minutes of perfection. <laughs> So you'll you'll whenever it comes out you'll see it and that's when I would love to talk about. <laughs> okay. Keep that in mind. And, uh, yeah. Lynn Ramsey, she did uh, Kevin, right? We need to talk about. Uh, Kevin. We need to talk about. Yes, Kevin. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Then I I know visually it'll be very interesting. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. It will be very visually interesting. Ooh, this this little tease intrigue here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Alex has been you know. It's it it's have been great to you know have you a part of the podcast and as I said continuing to have you a part of the podcast even though you're overseas and you know we have to deal with all kinds of things to to, to manage you sometimes <laughs> yeah, as far as how the time yeah, works. No. Um, I know it's like you just got up literally because it's again it's the future like in the seven in the morning <laughs> over in where you are yeah but uh, I I always appreciate you being on as well especially given the time zone differences um, and I was looking to make that work but I always love your insights uh, whenever you. Talk to us about the the uh, film festivals that you go to. Um, not only the ones that maybe will pique a lot of viewers' interest, but the really small ones too that uh, might not get a whole lot of love. Yeah, of course. I'm so going you're to like London. our source for like all these secret movies. Yeah, no, of course. I'm going to Sitges next, which is like the genre festival, but it's in Spain. Um, so I'm kind of hoping to find some like cool little genre films there that I've never seen. Oh, very cool. And just the last thing, I mean, you mentioned, you know, how you, you want to, you know, talk about movies you like and whatnot. That's part of why I like having you on the show. I mean, we, Abe and I are big on, we've been discussing this throughout this episode, this big episode we've been doing for the past multiple hours, um, about, you know, the fact that we, we try not to be, you know, cynical. We try to find ways to talk about what's positive in movies and what, why it is that we're doing this podcast. It's not so we can be snarky, but so we can have fun. And that's something I always appreciate in your voice, whether it's on Twitter or in Facebook or on our podcast. You, you very much like to speak to, you know, the, the, the world has enough bad in it where it's like, why not talk about the good? And I, and I do think that you yes. very much are a promoter of that kind of concept. Yes. To, to be clear, I do dislike movies. Generally, 
but generally I still I still love most of them and I like to enjoy them and I love to talk about the ones I enjoy. So yes, you're right. <laughs> and I am happy to do that as well. And it's always fun to chat with you guys. So I want to ask then, how much of what you guys reviewed do you dislike? Is it like 70, 30? What, is there some amount, do you know? That's a really good question. And I, I Aaron sees almost every movie that comes out. So I'd have to say that we review probably... Because we reviewed just the major releases of the week, um, we kind of maybe skip out on some of the, the movies that perhaps we'll, or we will know might not be a huge hit. Uh, okay. So I would say that I review probably more hits than misses. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, that's an interesting question as far as uh, like I'm looking at like the past <laughs> numbered reviews we've done. It's like so I like this one. I like this one. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> like there's there's so there's now that said we're coming off of a summer that I think was pretty good. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of, as far as our main reviews go, so that kind of helps. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's hard to kind of gauge that percentage. I mean, it just kind of goes with the year itself and, you know, which, you know, if it was, I, I don't, I don't generally find myself thinking this was a bad year for movies. I, I mean, I've, I, my top 10 lists for the past few years have been top 30 lists because I just, I want to give praise to so many different movies that come out. But yeah, even I mean, even in times when yeah, there are movies that I'm not as fond of, it's hard for me to say like I outright hated things. I, I it's mm-hmm. it's I, true. I, there's only been a couple movies that we've reviewed on this show that ended up being like the worst movies of the year for me. Suicide Squad, <laughs> um, but um, it's, uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Uh, there's just there's there's a few there's just a few that sneak in there. But even then, I'm still looking forward to the coverage that we're going to do on them. Like it's still yeah. you know, it's fun to do the show. Yeah, but Alex. Uh, thanks for joining us. I, yeah, Thank thanks, you for thanks, joining us. Thanks for waking up <laughs> to uh, to get in on the show with us. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been good to good to have you know talk with you for a few minutes, and we'll be we'll be sure to get you back soon on a regular episode. Awesome, sounds good, guys. Yeah, well, have a good one. Have a, have a uh, you know, choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you next time. Okay. Well, I think the Ooh. switchboard. The switchboard. The finally, lines are closed. The lines have finally closed. Yeah, yeah, and the switchboard is clear. We cleared it, but we do have some follow-up uh, with uh, Michael Lee. Uh, yeah, so Michael, uh, unfortunately, his internet failed on us, uh, which was unfortunate. Which is why we were, were wondering where he was. Yeah, but uh, he he did get some. We get to get some post some post chatter in the old messages, and um, he he made a point. He wanted to point something out because he did not get to see Mother. But so Michael and I, we, we were talking about Mother um, before we saw Ninjago. I saw him at the Ninjago screening. Uh, Anna and I were there, and he was there. And um, he, I mentioned, um, he asked what I thought of it, and I said, the, I, my, the quote that I've been saying is that audiences will hate it. That's that's what I've been saying as, like, that's how I, it should be marketed, because that if I if I put my quote on there, because I, even though I love the movie, I clearly think audiences are going to be kind of just divided on it, which proved to be so. And sure enough, Paramount did actually go with that this week. They did actually go with the money. They just went with all the negative they were uh, not, not negative. They they went with both. They played oh, up okay. both the the positive and negative to it. Where they have like they have like there's even like a poster out that has like all the positive reviews on one side and all like the negative like this is too wild. You won't know what to expect reviews on the other side. And, <laughs> and Michael wanted to give me credit for saying you did suggest this. <laughs> I was like, well, I wish Paramount was listening because I would have liked to get some credit for that. Maybe Paramount <laughs> is listening. They could be. I don't know. They could have yeah. ears everywhere. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. You know, 
that that Paramount money goes pretty far. Yeah. So we've Abe, we've gone through a like a lot of people just talk to us about this show. We yes, yeah. We I think this is like over three hours of content, right? Now. Yeah. Th- well, yeah. This is definitely part two, if not three, of the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. um, let's uh, let's let's start wrapping things up. Uh, well, we got a, we got our other wrap up coming, but let's get through some of the last feedback questions we had here. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the next question we have is from Gary. Um, he asks, "Might you start including a segment about classic films?" That's a good question. Good question, and I think that's kind of what we might be doing with, um, similar to what we did with the birds with uh, the oh, no, flashback. flashback. I, I think you're asking about like a set, like actually, actually within the show itself. And honestly, it'd be, I mean, there's so much we'd be happy to talk about throughout, you know, in an episode. But you know, we want to condense it, make it fit for time, and honest, also like kind of kind of give proper respect to the movies that we're going to talk about if it comes to classic films. So as much as you know, if, if Abe revisits something like Speed, if not older. Uh, I don't know if that's classic. He's had, Speed is a modern classic, easily. <laughs> um, I but I would but I would I would wager to say like in Out Now Quickies, sure you can give yep. him, you know it's like I damn thank you. Uh, it'd be great to like mention something like that. It's like I just watched this movie and it's still great or something like that. But as right. far as the whole segment, I'd rather us you know kind of embrace more of the flashback approach where we can actually give a whole you know hour and a half episode exactly. to a to a classic film. And that's um, what I would uh, also mention as well. I think that it would, it would work uh, as a special um, or as a as an added bonus episode so that we can devote much more time to it. Because there's a lot of things that, uh, Aaron, as a, as a film buff, I'm sure that you probably see much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, examples uh, or pulls from these classic films in these modern films. Oh, that, like, re- okay, uh, like references, homages. References, yes, thank yeah. you. Yeah, references um, that uh, would be worthy of speaking about uh, in a time frame that's much more than 30 seconds. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, Gary, I'm happy that you listen to the show. I, I, I'm happy that you enjoy when we talk about older films or what have you. And I'm certain, I don't think you'll be disappointed in what we come up with in the future, given that we do do the commentary episodes, let alone we just started the flashback thing, which might you know yeah. come more into play as we carry on. I always love your support, Gary. Thank you. Uh, the next question is from Tyler. Do you think any movies are unreviewable? I'm curious what the angle is on this question, because I would say we mentioned... I don't er- think that... Well, yeah, we, go ahead. Well, we mentioned earlier that, like, if I walk out of a movie, which I'm unlikely to do, but if I walk... Or, if, like, even if I stop something on Amazon, I would consider that unreviewable, because I don't think I have a proper way of, you know, tackling a, a full review of something that I didn't give the, you know, the full attention to, or the time to, to, you know, to be... To make an honest review. I could bullshit my way through a review, but I don't want to do that, because that's... That undercredits... You know, well, that's, myself that's as well lying. as the audience. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is, it is. It's a sin. You're just lying to yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's one way to look at it as far as unreviewable. What Abe? What do you think? What do you, what do you think I, about this question? I think that every movie is reviewable. I don't think that there's any movie that is unreviewable because even if you didn't like it, you're always going to have an opinion about it, and that's a review. So even if you watch something like Raw or you watch something like uh, VHS Two, where the cannibals are uh, doing their thing, you might not like it. And it might be a little bit too visceral, but you not liking it and explaining why you don't like it is a review. Uh, I guess, I mean, I'll put an example out there. There are certain filmmakers or actors that I'm not a fan of. Oh, okay. That's that's a good angle. And while if it comes down to that where I have to see the movie regardless of this, I don't find it difficult to review a film. I still don't think it's unreviewable. And I very much... 
you can't keep out like personal opinions and every review is subjective no matter what there's no way to be objective about a review that's just fact i mean you can say all you want that you're being objective but you're not because it's still coming from you it's still coming from your mind you're establishing what you think about something um even if it's something as simple as like the sky was blue in this movie you're still saying the sky was blue in this movie that's coming out of you and and i mentioned on this show that there's certain actors that i'm not a huge fan of or whatnot and the ones that I don't like are generally ones that because I just don't like their personality in life or something like that, where it's less controversial. It's more of like, sure. I'll, I'll still give credit where credit's due if it comes to the actual movie itself. Right. I think some of you know who I'm talking about, or certain people I'm talking about, people like Kevin Costner or Paul Dano. Uh, yes, I've many times said I'm not a huge well, fan I mean, of those actors. Um, it's not like you don't like them, it's just that... Uh... Actually, I don't know. No, I legit don't like at least one of those people. Um, but but I'm certainly I'm happy to give credit where credit's due when it comes to if there's effort displayed that impressed me in some way, then yeah, I'm happy to say something as much. There are others that have had more controversial things going on in real life that do bother me in some way where it is very hard for me to kind of separate my views of sure. them versus yeah. my views of them in this particular movie. Um, it helps that a lot of those people I'm referring to have not been in major motion pictures <laughs> as of late, so I don't really have to think about it. But you know, it is it does play a role. But d- does it make it unreviewable? I don't think so. But I think what helps is that it challenges me as a writer and a reviewer to come up with a way to express myself without being far too biased or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I hope that answers your question because I, I am interested in what unreviewable means by chance. And you'll probably explain to us at Facebook at some point, which would be great because that's why we have the Facebook page for people to clarify <laughs> if they need to. Facebook.com slash podcast. Exactly. Our last question comes from Dennis. Um, he asks, what excites you or concerns you about what you think is in the future of cinema? So this is a really good question, Dennis. And I was talking to my buddy who uh, Aaron knows as well. His name is Nick. Uh, he went to high school with us, but uh, he works over at Dolby now. And he and I, he invited me to go see a movie in their Dolby Theater. And I think what uh, excites me about the future of cinema is the technology that's going to be used for cinema. Being in a Dolby theater is different from being in an IMAX theater and being from being and different from being in a regular theater. So I think that's really what's going to entice a lot of people is just the sound quality, the picture quality, and the overall experience that you have in uh, a theater like that. Where I know that people were kind of 50-50 on on 3D. I wasn't a big fan of it. I don't think Aaron really is either. But um, I'm a fan of 3D when it's. I mean, when it's done I'm, well. I'm, in, I'm indifferent to 3D at this point, where it's like, if it's in 3D, it's like, okay, but I don't... Well, I, I don't think that people are really marketing 3D anymore, also. It's, it comes out of every every major tentpole movie is in 3D, so, I mean, it's there. I don't know. I mean, uh, Ninjago didn't come out in 3D. Yes, it did. Okay, I was just kidding. Uh, but, like so... every, but, I mean, every Marvel movie, every DC movie, every one of those movies comes out in 3D. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I was saying is I'm indifferent to the concept of it. I, I, I champion it when it applies to the narrative in some way, or it actually feels like it's... Like, like Valerian, for example, was a great 3D experience. Um, okay. I, I really enjoyed the 3D in that movie because the visuals really lent themselves to showing you that extra dimension. I think it, it played well. But that's what excites me about the future of cinema is just the technology that's being used. Um, and I think Aaron would agree with this is the best way to move, view a movie is in a theater. Oh, for sure. I, 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 I heartily champion that. It, rather, if it's the smallest indie or not. I very much champion seeing movie in the theater because the theater is all we got. <laughs> it's the theater, there's like the the place that it's a it's a great movie sanctuary for filmmakers to put their thing out there and be like this. Yeah, I got it onto a big screen. This is great. As far as what excites me about cinema, I mean, it is neat to see these kind of blockbuster auteurs such as Nolan or James Cameron kind of find ways to embrace the theater environment and want to do new and exciting things with them. Whether it's shooting entirely in IMAX film or experimenting with seeing a 3d movie that doesn't involve wearing glasses like 
whatever James Cameron comes up with for the next Avatar movies, I'm excited just because I want to know what this guy is going to do. Mm-hmm. This is a person that, regardless of your opinions on him, has changed the way blockbuster movies are made uh, by going all in, putting all all of himself into something, and coming out with like patents for new technology of cinema. Like it's that's that's how crazy this guy is, and that's why I'm always I'm never going to root against him. Um, also, you know, just new filmmakers. There's you know. We get more, we get movies all the time, every year, and people come from all over the place, you know, and if they're shooting on iPhones, or shooting on red cameras, or shooting on old film, whatever, there are people that, are, you know, some have been here for years, and some have, you know, just come out of nowhere, and just impress you with the movies they make, something like The Fits, which I've championed heavily, because it's available on Amazon, it's 80 minutes, and it's fucking awesome, um, that came out of nowhere, because, like, a, a young female filmmaker just, like, wanted to make this really interesting movie that... I knew nothing about until I started seeing it on some random like top ten list. I'm like, I gotta check this movie out, and it's great. Like, and that's you can't you can't predict that. Like we were mentioning earlier with one of our you know talks we were talking with uh, with uh, Jonathan, but like that's the kind of thing I want. In addition to getting you know the great candy that is blockbuster cinema and seeing whatever exciting hero I used to read in comic books come out on the big screen or the latest Star Wars movie, it's great to see independent films that have unique voices that I haven't heard from before with new talent that I haven't seen before or an ambitious way to handle a film, all of that works really well in exciting me for films. Because I love movies, guys, and Abe, you love movies too. That's why we do this podcast together. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, it, it depresses me to hear people that talk about movies that are, that you know that movies are never original anymore or like i you know they didn't go to see something because they heard some random thing from some critic or something and they just were complete or from a friend and it's just like just i'm so happy to give things a chance rather than poo poo the idea of you know just going out to begin with because it's for one thing there's plenty of original stuff every year uh you look at these end of the year award shows it's not like it's the remake sequels and blockbusters that are getting nominated for best picture it's all the original stuff that's coming out and getting nominated for best picture let alone historical dramas or what have you but regardless there's plenty of stuff out there and i'm excited by it all the time that's why i like doing the show with you Abe. yeah i also uh, enjoy doing the show with you too and that's uh, i certainly echo your sentiments about how these movies independent movies uh, are more so nominated than some of the, the, I guess, larger mainstream ones. And that's largely because they're quote unquote taking chances kind of thing. And that's uh, that should be uh, applauded. This is kind of the discussion that we had at the end of the year last year, when we were talking about that, you know, Jackie, La La Land and whatever else came out in that, that late yeah. moonlight. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, the reason why these are getting such high acclaim is because they're these ideas that you don't really see that often that are really taking chances. I mean, you might think that La La Land is as as simplistic as it is. You might think that that's kind of lame, but you know, when's the last time you saw a musical with dancing in theaters that is seen by over millions of people that made over a hundred million dollars? You know, that really hasn't happened in a long time. And are the ideas original? Not really. That's the first thing that anyone's going to say to you. But um, you know, you see something like Jackie that's being done, and that is a, a super sad you know, post-traumatic stress, stress syndrome kind of movie for uh, for Natalie Portman to play and for it to be haunting in terms of its music and its score and haunting in terms of the image that you're seeing. Um, it is just something that you should be applauding. And if people are taking more chances on movies, then fantastic. The other thing that also excites me is just the, the, the formats, the mediums that you can present now. Uh, and I'm talking more about like uh, whether it's Hulu, whether it's Netflix or Amazon or YouTube or whatever the case is. There's so many platforms for people to to show their creativity 
and that that is a an excitement and also a slight concern because you might be just you know super inundated with with so much content that you don't really have a chance to watch it all which might be the case for me at least you know i haven't started game of thrones and i hadn't started bridge Horseman or some of these other marvel marvel um defender series shows but i know that they're there and they they are producing good content so it's always great to see people taking chances and also great to see people's ideas come to life on the screen because what well, like we mentioned with maxwell it's not easy to do these things uh, as much as it is easy for Aaron and I to sit back behind the screen and just talk about these things. Uh, I don't think that uh, I, I think that you you and I both, Aaron, we are conscious of the fact that it's not easy to do these things. We should give it uh, its due credit where where uh, that is, but also we'll talk about whether it, it might fit for uh, other audiences. I mean, you guys listened to us earlier on the Ninjago episode. Uh, we might not have enjoyed it as much, but. No, we certainly made the 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 point that families are going to love this movie, and that's great. That's good for them. Um, it's good time for for people to enjoy movies together. But uh, yeah, I love movies as well, and uh, we'll, hopefully that answers your question, Dennis. We got one last question here. This one's from Alessandro, mm-hmm. and the question is: What do you guys have in mind for episode one thousand? I propose a massive crossover episode uniting all the characters from the Aaron and Abe multiverse. Yes. Alessandro, that is a great idea. I'm going to look to you to be creative director on that and uh, get us some ideas when we're closing in on episode 1000. Oh, I'm going to hold you to it. This will be an Inaritu style long take from Birdman where we'll just have like a huge hallway and we'll just run into different guests and like just with a microphone and just be running down. There'll be a drummer behind us, obviously. I, I was going to say like um, there has to be a drummer. <laughs> uh, yes, obviously there'll be a drummer behind us like yeah. scoring the whole thing, but we'll be just running up to everybody, different you know, different questions with the microphone. It'll be a fantastic episode. Episode 1000, like that. that's right, coming 2027. <laughs> yeah there you go that's probably well, right that. that's probably right i'll like if you just double the years from uh the years that we've been doing it now yeah that sounds about I'll give or take uh, the bonus episodes of course so let's i'm giving us some space 2027 okay. I, think, yeah, I, was like, I feel like it'd probably drop around like 2023 or something like that but yeah okay i think i got it yeah okay we'll see what happens <laughs> episode 1000 <laughs> um, but thank you guys for the feedback of course yeah the feedback's always great to get we'll keep doing it obviously because it's great to hear from the listeners on the show um but yeah let's uh let's let's move in guys let's get let's move into the wrap up here let's get let's start wrapping up this show because we've been going on quite some time all right so that was oh, a lot of fun <laughs> yeah that was that was a lot of fun though we uh we covered yeah. a lot of things got really emotional especially from marcus but a big genuine thank you to everybody involved <laughs> and um Thank you again. I mean, we when when I first reached out to Aaron to start the show, I was like, this is not what I was expecting in terms of like guests that would come on with no pay and also just to um, have guests of such a, a variety of backgrounds. So it's very humbling to know that. Um, I mean, Aaron, you've met them way more, but uh, you live down in L.A., so you, you definitely have interacted with these folks much more than I have. But it's very humbling to know that these folks that write for these platforms uh, – do a, a silly show like ours um, and come back and do it. So thank you guys again. It's been a, it's been a wild ride, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's 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 awesome to get people to come on the show, but it's also awesome to get people to you know keep keep being on the show. Yeah, um, having you know made certain you know friends through this process or whatnot, and you know combining our 
movie love to make this show into the thing that it is. And of course, that also goes out to the listeners who you know also help make the show. I mean, yeah. we just did our feedback section, which has a lot of regular listeners, a lot of you know newer ones as well, coming on and you know supplying us answers. Some some are somewhat personal, some are you know just fun. But you know, regardless. <laughs> It helps fuel the show. It helps fuel the fire for the show as far as how we do things, where we like to not only talk about our thoughts on movies, but get your opinions out there as well. Um, of course. So, so yeah, thank you guys for all of that. Yeah. We're going to start wrapping up things here. Um, with the, Woo, you know, the Let's stuff, do it. It's been like a marathon. The stuff the stuff we generally do. So first up, uh, let's do Out Now Presents Without Now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray or DVD this week. And we got a lineup here. First up is Transformers, colon, The Last Night. Uh, thank you for having colon. Don't see it. Uh, 47 meters down. That is a perfect That's rental. That's the shark movie, right? That's a, yeah, which is getting a sequel. Do you know what it's called, Abe? 48 meters down? That's correct. Are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> uh, Hollywood, whoever's writing these, we need to jump in on this game, Aaron, because these are tricks that people are playing. Just remember, 47 meters down was supposed to go direct to video, but because it got like a strong response at a random film festival, it went to theaters, and it was a hit for what it was. It didn't cost much. And so it's, do, you, uh, do you remember that movie that came out this year also about those two women that were swimming in a pool, and then they closed the pool down, and they put the cover on, and they have to survive for like 12 hours? That sounds amazing. No, it doesn't, but it sounds okay. What is that movie? Uh, I don't know, but I thought I, – because it reminds me of some other ridiculous premise where it's like, Aaron, we should really be writing movies on our spare time and submitting it to movie studios. I got the Taron Egerton John Boyega cop movie. Like that's like – that's half done. <laughs> <laughs> OK, OK. We'll work on that one first and then we'll work on another pool closing thing. But this time it's a spa and the bubbles don't go off. That's okay. a horror movie. OK. Um, there's a let's see space camp that's the name of a movie remember it's from the 80s it has joaquin phoenix when he was still going by leaf phoenix uh sure yeah by the way the movie that i was referring to is called 12 feet deep <laughs> okay no joke there's no shallow end okay whatever uh, <laughs> let's see uh, <laughs> let's see longmire season five congratulations on season five i haven't seen it let's see Sh- shameless season seven that's uh, hasn't uh, Will Willie H Macy won Academy or I'm sorry Oscar or Emmys for that? Uh, probably at some point. Once again, that's why you haven't seen much of William H Macy in movies because he's been on Shameless for. He's six been years. on Shameless and yeah. doing a really good job, which on is an a, adaptation from a, a UK show. Mm-hmm. On the Criterion Collection this week, David Lynch: colon, The Art of the Art Life. It's a documentary about David Lynch, uh, the filmmaker, and as well as uh, the Piano Teacher, a Michael Haneke film from like 2001. Michael Haneke. Yep. That again, makes some pretty uh, good movies. Yeah, pretty depressing movies. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, Star- I heard the World of Tomorrow has a has a sequel. That's that's random, but yes, it will have a sequel coming very coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, Sergeant Pepper, Lonely Hearts Club Band. Sure. Uh, it's coming to Blu-ray. Uh, let's see, Waiting for Guffman. Christopher Guest's Waiting for Guffman's coming to Blu-ray for the first time from Warner Archive. Um, if you've seen Best in Show. A Mighty Wind, um, Christopher Guest movies, I, I find to be hilarious. Waiting for Guffman is also absolutely hilarious. Um, stars all the regulars of his films like Michael McKean, Eugene Levy, um, Catherine O'Hara. Like, just a lot of really funny people. Um, and if that, you really want to see Christopher Guest in his serious role, watch A Few Good Men. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Which is the weirdest Christopher Guest cameo I've ever seen in my life. You know, Anna and I, we just watched A Little Shop of Horrors, which also has a fun little Christopher Guest cameo in that movie as well. <laughs> it's not serious. <laughs> I mean, that's a plant-eating horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of Christopher Guest, Princess Bride, the 30th anniversary, comes out this week Yeah, as there well. you go. There you go. Christopher Guest. Yeah, six-fingered six man. And his buddy, Rob Reiner. Yeah. 
who and directed la- a few good men. And lastly, yes, exactly, it all connects. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, uh, coming out on special edition Blu-ray this week, Flatliners, to get you geared up for the remake or sequel. Keeper Sorry, Sutherland's sequel. Flatliners. Yeah. Um, is it a sequel? It's, it's being it's being coined as a sequel to it is technically. I mean, movie? it's I mean, it's it's the same as like the you know it's. It's like the new version of an old thing, but it is technically a sequel. Like Kiefer has a small part in it, apparently. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is a it is a follow up to Flatliners as opposed to like a complete like reimagining of it. So. Okay. All right. I mean, it still it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to see Flatliners to see this new Flatliners. Uh, yeah. Regardless, Flatliners is an okay movie. I'm not. <laughs> I was I was gonna say it's like I wasn't that that crazy bad when I saw it either. But it had the Brat Pack, so there you go. And it's got a cool premise, but. Kind of boring. Yeah, that's it. I I'm sli- I am curious about this new one. Like, it has a good cast. The what's who's the director? Is it the guy that did the? Um, well, I think what's cool about it that I find intriguing is that they're medical students uh, in this 2017 version. But Diego Luna just looks like he's kind of out there. Niels or Niles Arden Oplev. Who I think Niels. Did... Niels. Niels. Who did the? Um... Yeah, he did the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, okay, so he's a Scandinavian filmmaker. Yeah, he's can Yeah, I mean the name alone, but yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. right. Niels Bohr. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what's on episode. So now let's do extremely cool. These are things that are coming out on streaming this week. It is going to be October soon, which means a lot of horror things are coming out on Netflix, yes. um, which I'm quite excited about. First up, Gerald's Game. Um, this is a new Mike Flanagan that's not film. The Pixar anim- animated no, movie. It's not but a Pixar yes. movie. It's a new Mike Flanagan film from the director of like Ouija, the Ouija sequel, which was really good, but also yeah. um, Oculus. Which I'm a big fan of, and Hush, which is also on Netflix, is really good. It's an adaptation of another Stephen King book, um, and it's okay. in the hands of Mike Flanagan, so I'm automatically intrigued to see this right away. Yeah. Um, what else? Cult of Chucky. It's the newest uh, Child's Play entry. Um, Curse of Chucky was really good, way better than I had any. That's what I heard. For. It's really yeah. good. Um, more on Chucky very soon, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Intent. Um, but yes, Cult of Chucky is the follow-up to that one. Still has all the same people involved, including Don Mantini. Yes, but yes, Cult of Chucky is coming to Netflix soon. I'm supposed to get that Blu-ray to review, and I'm very excited because I did. Again, I really like Curse of Chucky. It's a really solid child's play film that mixes like that's... gothic. It mixes gothic horror with Chucky, which is great. Yeah, so uh, that's what I've heard, and I haven't seen any child's play after the first one because I was scared out of my pants when I watched it as like a five-year-old. But um, I uh, I often see franchises that go on for more than three or four movies turn into something like Leprechaun, where it just gets all goofy and ridiculous. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or maybe even um, Hellraiser. I haven't seen the rest of Hellraiser, but where it kind of gets increasingly, I wouldn't say over the shark because they they jump it pretty early. And also these are paranormal worlds. But for people to start you know, praising a late version of Child's Play, it's like this is something I might have to check out. Well, uh, to to their credits, there are the, uh, my personal favorite Nightmare of Elm Street film is New Nightmare, which is like the seventh, That's the, the, the 1994 se- one or something like that. Yeah, which is like the yeah. seventh movie in that. Which franchise. is a really cool concept. It is. It's like it, this. It's like this. Like uh, what? What? It's like it hadn't really been done before. Where basically the the villain is basically, or I'm sorry, the heroine is wakes up and says like, I've been recording this movie. It's it's all fake, but it's real. Well, it's it's very meta. It did. It's yes. basically it was Wes Craven doing Scream before he made Scream like exactly. a year later. That's um, exactly which right. Which was like, huh? <laughs> he really he, he had this concept in my. I, I I think that one's that's my favorite entry in that series. And few people would say Friday the Thirteenth, the first one's the best of that series. A lot of people point to like six, something like that. But regardless, Child's Play series, Abe. As far as you, I mean, you've seen the first one, and hint hints, I might talk about that one again later. Yeah. I the, the you can watch two and three are fun. I think Bride is the best 
of those movies. It, it's it's and mixing that's the horror one. and comedy. It's horror and comedy, but it's also worth seeing because if you want to talk about continuity, that one's important. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be uh, some children involved. Yeah, Seed of Chucky, you can skip. Um, <laughs> uh, but Curse of Chucky, that's just really good. It's it was so, okay. it was it was like I was surprised that that didn't go to theaters. Given all the horror movies that do come out in theaters, like how did this not get in the theaters? Like this is this is actually good, and it's a brand. So it's like why why yeah. did this miss out? But people still dress up as uh, as Chucky for Halloween, but they just they've never seen any of his movies. I can only hope that I'm not like talking myself like way too up for Cult of Chucky, but. I mean, I'm hope I'm hoping that it's a uh, you know going to do the franchise justice. It lo- the trailer looks fun. Like it looks. Well, like- I look forward to your review. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's extremely. Or, sorry, uh, Raw also comes out on Netflix soon as well. That's the Marcus's cannibal- favorite movie. Yeah, Marcus's favorite movie. That's the cannibal-based horror film that uh, made someone pass out at Sundance, I believe, or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, next week's show. Next week we'll be talking American Made, the latest Tom Cruise Doug Liman collaboration. Yeah, which I got into some about. legal trouble. Yeah, I got into some legal trouble recently, which you've been reading about in the in the papers. There's been some behind the scenes stuff as far yeah. as production disasters, essentially. But yeah, regardless, some, there's a movie sober, coming out. Sorry, so, yeah. sobering stories. Also, I think in ultra limited release, the Harry Dean Stanton movie is coming out next week, right? Uh, yeah. Is it Lucky? Lucky? Yeah. yeah. I had so many screenings for that, and I didn't go. I didn't go to any of them. I saw uh, the first trailer for it, and I was like, I need to see this movie. I mean, I saw Logan, and I saw Logan Lucky, so I figured I might as well see Lucky at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, American Made next week. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing we do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Abe, what should people see in theaters right now? I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of movies out there that are just okay, so I guess whatever floats your boat. But if I had to choose one, just go for the family-friendly one, which would be the Lego Ninjago movie. And what I'm going to see next, American Made. Um, <clears throat> as far as what people see now, this is obvious to me. Mother. Everyone should go see Mother. Uh, I, I want as many people as possible to see Mother before it leaves theaters. I'm so happy that Paramount's embraced the negative reaction and the F Cinema score to be like, see the movie that people have no idea what to think of. <laughs> like, that makes me happy that they're like, yeah, yeah, we made a crazy movie. Why not? Uh, but yes, I would, uh, you know, not for kids, obviously, but yes, I would say Mother. Also, Logan Lucky's probably still out there. That movie deserved to make more money. See if, that. if that's still out there, yeah, you should see that too. I, I do agree with uh, it making more money. Yeah, and if Good Time's still out there, see that also. Just see all these small movies that are awesome. Um, and yeah, American Made is what I'm seeing next in theaters. Great. Um, with my dad, actually. I might get a Dad's Movie Minute on this Oh, because, nice. Uh, he's, he's a big fan of Dad's, Narcos. Dad's Movie Corner. Dad's Movie Corner. He's a big fan of Narcos, the Netflix yeah. series, and this yeah. tackles similar things. So That also had a very sobering story this past uh, couple weeks uh, for Narcos Season 3. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Now There and Abe. You can buy more of my work on my personal blog, thecodeazeek.com. You can find them on movie reviews over there as well as on ysetblue.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Follow me on Oakley Doakley Instagram or Twitter.com slash Wallersmoose. Hashtag 300. We did it. We can cross it off. Hashtag Hashtag. Hashtag send name clouds. Um, you can find all the other episodes about Now Theron and Abe over on iTunes as well as on Audioboom. Listen to us over at HHWLOD, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. Email us any thoughts you may have had on anything we talked about this week. We talked about quite a bit over at OutNowPodcast at gmail.com. Right on our Facebook wall over at Facebook.com slash OutNowPodcast, or you can tweet us at Twitter.com slash OutNow underscore podcast. I have not checked the Tumblr page in a while, but if you want to send us a bunch of exploding fireworks to celebrate our 300th episode, do that at OutNowPodcast.tumblr.com. I'd love to go there and be surprised by the amount of praise we got. And also, again, just general feedback from uh, all of our guests. Uh, If you guys felt as though uh, it resonated with you, 
uh, one store in particular, then yeah, we'd love to uh, hear you guys shout that out too. So again, thank you to our staple of guests. Uh, thank you for listening this long, Aaron. Any final thoughts here? Uh, just saying what you said. I mean, there's there's so many. You know, we've done a lot with this podcast over the years, and it's been great to have everybody that's been, you know, always able to talk with us today on the uh, on the episode and have all the feedback as well. And of course, you know, we're gonna do 300 more of these, or else we um we we lose our houses. So we have to. <laughs> but, um, you you've been able to buy a house with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I signed a really weird contract. Um, but no, no, it's been it's 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 great doing the show with Abe every week. A lot of things have happened over the course of doing this podcast, but I mean, it's still fun to continue doing the podcast, and we look forward yeah. to whatever uh, changes that may come about that we will embrace um, as far as how we do the show or what have you. And I hope all the you know listeners enjoy it as well because we certainly want to you know keep keep things fresh and what have you yep. still review movies obviously but you know do uh do a lot of stuff coming in the yep, future so. yeah so here's to uh 301 one step at a time one step one step at a time so tom cruise it's on you next week if you make a movie <laughs> bad enough to be like well we're not doing this podcast anymore we're gonna hate tom cruise right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no it's yeah taking it you know one step at a time like you said and yeah be good to keep going so uh yeah with all that said that's gonna do it for this week's episode so until next time make it happen tom cruise So long. And goodbye. Guys, it's lobster night. Let's go. Let's watch the lobster. <laughs> you, it's lobster. you and Marcus would love that. Yeah. Uh, more in depth, uh, I think that Kenneth Lagerman, Lager, Lagernan, Lonergan. Sorry, Lonergan. He's like turning to the brownie man. You made it uh, to Kenneth the Lager. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Lonergan. Lon- Lon- God damn it. <laughs> Kenneth Lonergan. I'm pretty sure Albert Brooks is probably like, we gotta go after Dory. In his in that in that voice, yeah, it's Jimmy Stewart. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Dory's out there, guys. We gotta get her. I don't know what to do. Who is Sigourney Weaver? Now, now it's becoming Don Knox. Yes, yeah, it tends to if I do it too long. <laughs> Starting to record again. So that's nice. going. Mine's it's nice when it just works like that. Mine's going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Hey, Aaron. We're recording our 150. Hey Aaron, we're recording our 150th episode. Hey Aaron, we're Hey Aaron, we're recording our 150th. <laughs> Fuck. It's important. It's important for continuity's sake. <laughs> Don't want to just have a show running on willy nilly. <laughs> for continuity. Continuity. <laughs> Thank you for being so invested. Here we go. I can see my wife's favorite movies.
White Chicks, Batman and Robin, Grease 2. Uh, Good Lord. Stop, <laughs> stop this. <laughs> With that said, let's get this thing going. Okay. Do it. Do it. All right. Okay, I've got a list I'm comfortable with. Okay, good. <laughs> we. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I don't know what's Quiet going on. on the set. I just hear Quiet that. on the set. I've In three, it. two, one, action. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and of course, with me is... Abe, what's up? I forget how the trailer goes. I don't know. It's like in a land where people live on the top of the world, there are creatures that live below the world. They are known as box trolls. Yeah. Let me pat on my chest. That's the best, like, (laughs) it's the closest Stephen Fry impression I can do. (laughs) Stephen Fry did the the trailer voice? No, but he does a lot of English narration and things. Big fan. Big fan. Box trolls. (laughs) He should have been a voice in this movie. Box trolls. The key is to not pronounce L's. Box trolls. Trolls. It throws you through a loop, it does. Pratt is like Poochie in The Simpsons. It's like whenever Pratt's not on screen, you're kind of like, where's Where's Pratt? Pratt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever girl. I wasn't all over it like everybody else. Aaron, didn't you see the pull quote? It said, I didn't hate it. Marcus (laughs) Robinson, examiner. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> the first of three. It's like an hour into it. We're just starting the first one. You know, we don't, we don't like to play favorites on Out Now, but sometimes you just have to say, suck it, Jordan. I, mean, I don't know. I am kidding. So we plug that in. His is, like, I've already edited all this. Yeah. And his is at the end of it. I, I say, thank you, Scott. And he says, that's it. And that's where the recording cuts off. And that's, that's exactly how I'm going to put it in the podcast. <laughs> And we can all agree it's hard to say nice things about Steve Carell. I'm kidding. Professor Lyndon Johnson. Professor Lyndon Johnson, you know. Professor LBJ? Professor LBJ, yeah. I had him for Chemistry 101. It has a score by Alexandra Desplat. 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 He appreciates that whenever we do it on the show.